This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. It's also a freaking election day. Oh, yeah, the corner graphics don't work up there, do There we go. Me Cakes, Warlord, Dustin, RB. Welcome. It's election day in five different states, I believe. Michigan, Kansas. Warlord is, is dying to talk about Kansas, and there is some some funky shit been going on with the abortion amendment in Kansas. They tried to pull another fast one yesterday with a text message the Republican Party sent out. We're going to talk all about that here in a little bit. Nancy Pelosi landed in Taiwan and didn't get shot down. I believe Arizona does have a primary. It's like five states. I'm sorry, I don't know them all off the top of my head. But we're going to get to it. We're going to get the breakdown of all the states that are holding primaries today. Uh, Missouri is one of them, I do believe. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Also, uh, the Senate just, just, just 30 minutes ago passed the PACT Act. That is the bill to give veterans health benefits in relation to their exposure to burn pits while in Afghanistan. That is the bill that Jon Stewart and every major veteran group was lobbying for. Finally passed the Senate at 81 to something or other. I was hoping we could carry it live. I was watching it as I was was putting the show together. Uh, But they actually uh, just wrapped up. Chucky Schumer called for a recess just moments ago, moments ago. Pact Act has passed. I was hoping to carry it live, but instead we're going to we're going to hear Rand Paul's reaction to it from earlier today, I do believe. And we'll 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 get you the final vote here in just a little bit. Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. We're going to talk about the effect that this is having Chinese drills live, live round uh, uh, military exercises <laughs> all through the time that Nancy Pelosi will be in Taiwan. Chip stocks dropped today. Interesting. We're going to, we're going to try to interpret that. We're going to... Talk about the killing of Al-Zawahiri and why nobody seemed to give a shit that the U.S. killed him. That's the I I I said it last night when the when the news was breaking that you know it's the it's the thousandth time at least they've killed the Al Qaeda leader when <laughs> while I've been an adult. Maybe the second in command. They've killed the second in command over and over and over again. So I didn't really care. But what I find interesting is the fact that apparently, after being in hiding for 15, 20 years now, the motherfucker was just out in the open and and the Taliban was just letting him roam about in Kabul. Something's up. Something's up. And I want I want to read from The Intercept about why nobody gave a shit that we droned 
the head of Al-Qaeda. And apparently, no civilians died, which is unusual in a U.S. drone strike. So, whoo, 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 whoo. How crazy. Let me flip over to, oh, I don't have your meme for the day up yet. Hold on, let me get that. What a what a bad person I am. We're a little bit late for this meme, uh, a few days late. The FBI posted on July 26th of last week. Today, the hashtag FBI celebrates our 114th birthday. That's 114 years of fighting crime and terrorism, blah, blah. I can't read the rest of the of the tweet because somebody has marked it out appropriately to where it now says, today, the hashtag FBI celebrates our 114th birthday. That's 114 years of terrorism. Why am I sitting in the dark? I'm not. I'm not sitting in the dark. There's a purple light right there. There's a pink light right above me. I don't know. I don't know why you think I'm sitting in the dark. I don't have proof yet. Uh, from from initial reports, no civilians died. We'll see. We'll see. It's still it's still early, guys. It just happened. I don't even I don't even know the time. The story was breaking as we were coming on last night, but that probably means it happened twelve hours before we heard about it. Six hours before we heard about it. <laughs> yes, I appreciate Warlord <laughs> sending me a BM earlier today, letting me know when Nancy Pelosi had touched down. I had him on Pelosi watch, and not because Pelosi has COVID, but she probably will when she comes back from this trip. I had Warlord on Pelosi watch for when she touched down in Taiwan. But that, I thought it was just for the duration of the show last night. No, this dude, on top of his game, at like 11.30 in the morning, right on, right on it, right on it. She had probably, because I checked the news after he sent it to me, and she had probably landed maybe 20, 30 minutes before he sent that to me. I yeah I don't I don't know any of the any of the backstory yet RB we're gonna read about that from the intercept and I really trust their reporting. <laughs> Seriously, Core, by two thousand five we'd already killed the five hundredth second in command of Al Qaeda. I have no clue how international time works, Dustin. It is uh, eight o'clock in the morning in Taiwan. On Wednesday. So Pelosi is probably getting ready to do some sort of event in Taiwan. They had an op-ed ready to drop just as soon as she landed. Uh, Tones, congratulations on your vasectomy or your scheduled vasectomy. That's fucking awesome. All juice, none of the seeds. (laughs) Anybody else sneak in here I haven't said hey to. I love you all. 
RB core tones, everybody. Good evening. So happy to see you. What are we talking about tonight? Ooh, ooh. Apparently, uh, it got uh, heated on Fox News. What's that? Uh, what's that lady? I always, always forget her name. I never can remember her name. She's she's the black lady with the uh, with the dead eyes. <laughs> Like you guys know who I'm talking about, right? That sounds that sounds mean of me, the black lady with the dead eyes. But she does she has like a blank stare into the camera that really unnerves me. Is it is it Harris Faulkner, is that her name? I think that's her name, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry, Dustin. Um, I think Harris Faulkner is her name. I correct. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is her. This is her. Now see, she looks she looks mighty pleasant there. She doesn't look dead eyed. But when we when we watch the clip of her on Fox. I promise you, it will look like she is dead-eyed. <laughs> she looks she looks like a lovely lady there. But apparently, her and Joe Manchin got into it earlier today, and it gets kind of heated, so I cannot wait to see that video. And... And uh, uh, he got into it with Andrea Mitchell, but I did not, I did not pull that video, but, uh, you know, if you guys want to... Joe Manchin getting all Karen on everybody today. Whoa. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about abortion tonight. Abortion is on the ballot in Kansas. Really underhanded things going on in Kansas about abortion, but we're also going to talk about in Georgia, pregnant women can now claim an unborn fetus on their taxes. I don't know that I'm against that. Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, a 1931 Michigan abortion law, a 1931 Michigan abortion law has apparently been blocked, but local prosecutors can enforce it. This is this is weird. We got to get the full story on this. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. There are more deleted texts from more agencies. My God, does it look like there is a widespread cover-up in the DOD and the uh, DHS and possibly the DOJ? Holy shit. We need answers. We're going to get reaction from legal experts. We're going to talk about all the agencies that deleted their phone records. Plus, Russia faces economic oblivion. And Jim Cramer is going to tell us about uh, what's going on in the markets here. So, you know, he knows not what he's talking about, but he's fun to watch. (laughs) He knows not what he's talking about, but he's fun to watch. All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Oh my god, Texas tried to prosecute somebody with manslaughter uh, for having a miscarriage but lost. I had not heard that one, but that doesn't surprise me. There's a deluge of stories right now. 
And it's hard to keep up with exactly what is going on. But hey, that's that's what I'm here for, I guess. Um, uh, do you want to start with elections or do you want to start with the PACT Act? Let's start with the PACT Act. Let's start with the PACT Act and then we'll move to elections. Congress has passed the PACT Act. Let's get a story here from Business Insider. Senate passes PACT Act, providing billions in aid for U.S. veterans exposed to burn pits after 41 GOP senators blocked passage last week. The U.S. Senate voted 86 to 11 on Tuesday to provide billions of dollars in new aid to military veterans who were exposed to burn pits and other sources of potentially lethal toxins while deployed abroad. The PACT Act will expand health coverage for an estimated 3.5 million former soldiers who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, where burn pits were used to dispose of trash, sewage, and medical uh, medical waste, exposing those nearby to toxins that have been linked to respiratory issues and cancer. The bill also helped soldiers who were exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam. Veteran groups had complained that under existing law, many have had their claims for care from the Department of Veterans Affairs denied because they were unable to directly link their ailments to their deployments. The new legislation stipulates that the burden of proof is removed for all who suffer illness potentially related to burn pit exposure. Now that sounds perfectly reasonable to you and I. But apparently that wasn't a very reasonable thing to Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. As Aaron Ruber says, get a load of this guy. Where is Rand Paul's neighbor when you need him? Care of our veterans and keep our country strong. This bill puts our economy though. Does it? Yes, just 20 years after that should have been fixed. But we're talking about this is still fixing uh, veterans that were exposed to Agent Orange 50 fucking years ago. My God, this country sucks. And one of the reasons it sucks is Senator Rand Paul. And keep our country strong. This bill puts our economy, though at risk by creating presumptions of service connection for the most common of ailments. For example, this legislation creates a presumption of service connection for Vietnam veterans for hypertension. But according to the CDC, 50% of men and 44% of women in the United States have hypertension. More than 60%... Well, my God, I would assume serving in the military would exasperate that. And that people in the military have a much, much, much higher rate of hypertension. Sir, fuck all the way off, Rand Paul. And of people over the age of... Now, I will say at least, like, I can't level the critique at Paul. That, like, he's one of the war hawks that's sending people off and not taking care of them when they come back. At least, at least he is principled. He also doesn't send them to war, but he also doesn't take care of them when they come back. Of 60 have hypertension. In total, the CDC estimates that 100 estimates that 116 million Americans have hypertension. The legislation also creates a presumption of service connection for global war on terror veterans for asthma. The CDC estimates that 1 in 12 people have asthma, which is approximately 25 million Americans. Uh, remember burn pits, burn pits, burn pits. 
Burn pits. They were exposed to burn pits. And it's anecdotal, but remember I told you about my friend who was an MP in the Marines. I asked him, I said, what percentage of the military was exposed to burn pits? And he said, ha, all of us. So we might as well just go ahead and assume it affected all of them. Now, I don't know that that is true, that all of them were exposed to burn pits. But it is probably likely a very, very high percentage. Because I'm pretty sure most bases had burn pits out from them. And that's when I got into an argument with a dumb fuck today, once again talking about the equipment left in Afghanistan and the numbers that he used. I looked up the numbers that he used. That was the the GAO accounting for everything we had sent to Afghanistan since, since 2005. So this motherfucker was saying that all of this shit that we'd sent since 2005 had been left in Afghanistan. That's just not true. That's just not true. But, like, it is standard operating procedure in the military to strip everything and leave it behind. It's cheaper than transporting it back. We went through this uh, back in August when the withdrawal from Afghanistan was going on. We covered this very thing on this show. Uh, Dustin, I'm with you. If you were in the military, the VA should cover it. You shouldn't have to jump through hoops. And supposedly these are the heroes that we treat with reverence. But no, we make them jump through hoops to prove that their sickness uh, had to do with their deployment. Tones, 80% of active duty who went to a, a war zone, I believe that, was exposed to burn pits. And still that number is probably conservative. It's just absurd and the waste, the waste of the military. And that's another thing is like, I got upset about the waste of the military where they are just stripping these things and leaving them behind. Yeah, that might be the most efficient way to do it from the, from the eyes of the military, but still, what a fucking waste. What a waste the military is. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Money too? No, we can't do that. Fuck, I'm not high enough for this shit. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to be... To anyone who served in the military, your service does not impress me. I think you would have been, I think you would have been doing more for the cause of freedom and democracy by not being in the military. Maybe joining the military and doing industrial sabotage. You would have been doing more for the cause of freedom and democracy than just carrying out orders and serving in the military. However, I'm trying not to fault the individuals that were in the military. I lost somebody who was pretty cool as a friend because they didn't like the way I trashed veterans on Veterans Day. Fair enough. So you can you can be against the military industrial complex imperialism and also not bash the individuals who serve. However, there are some stupid ass jarheads 
that will come at you and just say the dumbest fucking shit. And it'll all be right wing idiocy. It is totally cool to make fun of them and their service. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's my opinion. Others' opinions may vary. Veteran groups had complained under existing law that many had had their claims for care from the Department of Veterans Affairs denied because they were unable to directly link their ailments to their deployments. An earlier version of the bill passed the Senate in June by an 84-14 margin, but after Democrats reached a deal on a reconciliation package that will provide a massive injection of cash into efforts to mitigate climate change and lower health care costs, Republicans blocked a second vote approving the version that had been passed by the House on a 342-88 to 88 vote. Warlord is really, uh, really, uh, uh, on the Kansas train tonight. I would assume, like, the polls haven't even closed in Kansas or have just closed in Kansas. So, no worries. We're going to get to election coverage, like, right here after we get past the burn pit thing. Most have closed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Before, before we do elections. We're going to hear from a veteran about the PACT Act. This would have been more impactful if I'd played Last it before it passed. Including both Nebraska senators voted against a bill that would expand benefits going to veterans exposed to toxins while serving. 3 News Now reporter John Kipper has reaction from a veteran about last week's vote. You know, it was, it was really heartbreaking. Nick Lentz served nine years in the Army Reserves, including a stint in Kuwait. He says he knows plenty that were exposed to toxic burn pits, and he was exposed to other toxins, something that is taking time to treat. And I'm waiting four months for my second appointment with a specialist. The PACT Act would accelerate services and allow VA facilities to hire more specialists, invest in cancer research, and more equipment. Simply put, vets could get better, faster care if it passes, and if not... It will not only uh, limit the types of care that veterans will get, but it will also extend the time that it takes veterans to get care. In a statement, Senator Ben Sass said it's just the legislative process, saying the Senate needs to fix an accounting issue, saying we expect this will become law, and it's unfortunate that Democrats are trying to score partisan points. Senator Deb Fisher's... There was no accounting issue. They are full of shit. And they passed it as is. They passed the bill as is, the one they voted against. I am not in the central time zone anymore, RB. I'm actually in the eastern time zone, which fucks with me. That for the longest time, I said my show came on at 8 o'clock, but I came on at 7 o'clock, but now I actually come on at 8 o'clock. Feels so much later, too. It's weird. But I'm coming on at the exact same time. <laughs> fucks with my head. I don't know if it fucks with your guys' heads. His office said she's committing to getting this done. Going on saying some technical issues are being worked through and we look forward to the PACT Act moving across the finish line this week. As for Lynch... And it did. It passed earlier tonight. So, Oh, let's hear from him. I don't know if it's... Uh, well, I can't say I'm terribly confident at this point that... Uh, vote would change again. John Kipper, 3 News Now. Well, uh, Republicans got mighty shamed. They Republicans have actually been losing 
in the court of public opinion over and over and over again and looking really stupid. So, like, the Democrats are going to luck into the fact that uh, the Republicans are just shooting themselves in the foot going into the midterm. And I'm not so certain that I'm not going to revise my predictions on the Senate and say that uh, the Democrats may actually pick up four seats, five seats. It's it's a very real possibility just because the Republicans are that fucking shitty. Oh. I know, I saw they blamed inflation for the fact that more people are donating to Democrats. Insane. Polls start closing in primaries that are key to GOP's future. The former president, Donald Trump, and his election conspiracy theories will play a central role in races being decided in Arizona, Michigan, and Washington. Kansas voters are considering the first vote on abortion since the pivotal Supreme Court decision in June. So some of the key races they are highlighting the Arizona governor's race, the Michigan governor's race, the Missouri Senate race, the Kansas governor race. There's also the constitutional question in Kansas. Should abortion rights be removed in Kansas? We're going to, we're going to get into why that is a, Weirdly worded question and all their tactics to try to obscure whether someone is voting pro-life or pro-choice. Trump is front and center in several races and abortion is on the ballot in Kansas. Voters in five states head to the primaries on Tuesday to decide races that will shape the Republican Party and perhaps Americans, America's Democratic future this November and beyond with former President Donald J. Trump playing key roles in marquee races in Arizona, Michigan, and Washington. Few states have been more rattled by Mr. Trump's baseless claims of election rigging than Arizona and Michigan. On Tuesday, Republican voters in those states will choose standard bearers for governor's races in November, and in Arizona they will nominate a candidate for Secretary of State. Also on the ballot will be the Republican nominations for Senate races in Arizona, Missouri, and Washington. Republican voters will also decide the fate of three of the 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Mr. Trump for inciting the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. The former president turned against Arizona's governor, uh, governor Doug Ducey after Mr. Ducey certified Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s narrow victory in the state and refused to echo Mr. Trump's lies about a stolen election. The race to secede Mr. Ducey has been dominated by that issue. Mr. Trump's preferred candidate, the former news anchor, Carrie Lake, has repeated outlandish falsehoods about the 2020 election and embraced provocations like vowing to bomb smuggling tunnels on the southern border. Her main opponent... Karen Taylor Robinson, a real estate developer endorsed by Mr. Trump's vice president, Mike Pence, is running on conservative themes, but not on election denial. On the Democratic side, Katie Hobbs, Arizona's Secretary of State, is favored to win the nomination, setting up what is expected to be a tight, high-stakes contest this fall. 
Mr. Trump again figures in the Republican primary to take on Senator Mark Kelly, a Democrat, this November, a key front in the battle to control the Senate, now divided evenly between the parties. I think Mark Kelly is going to easily retain his seat. Foreign President's endorsement of the political newcomer, Blake Masters, helped vault the quirky technology executive into the lead, but the state's attorney general, Mark Bromovich, could benefit from the barrage of attack ads aimed at Mr. Masters from another Senate candidate, the solar power executive, Jim Lehman. The race for the Republican nomination for Secretary of State features Mark Fincham, a state representative and expansive conspiracy theorist, who marched on the Capitol on January 6th, because of course he did. In Missouri, where I feel like Eric Greitens is so horrible, this could be a pickup for Democrats. The race to secede uh, Senator Roy Blunt, the Missouri Republican who is retiring, should have been a gimme for the Show Me States Republicans who now dominate statewide office. But the attempted political comeback of Eric Greitens has complicated the matter in 2018. Mr. Greitens resigned as governor in disgrace amid an investigation into fundraising improprieties and an allegation by his former hairdresser that he had lured her to his home, stripped off her clothes, taped her to exercise equipment, photographed her, threatened to make the photos public if she talked, and then coerced her into oral sex. These people... Fucking horrible. Taking a page from Mr. Trump, Mr. Greitens dismissed the allegations as cooked up by his political enemies, Democrats and Republicans in name only, as he plotted a comeback by running for Senate. Prominent Republicans in Missouri and Washington, D.C. split their endorsements between the state's attorney general, Eric Schmidt, and a conservative House member, Vicki Hartzler, giving Mr. Greitens a pass to the nomination and Democrats a plausible shot at the seat. Uh, I guess the New York Times isn't going to mention it. Uh, Trump endorsed both Eric's in the race. <laughs> Trump world begins fighting over double Eric endorsement. <laughs> Uh, the trouble began Monday night when Donald Trump tossed his political weight behind Eric, meaning two Missouri Senate Republican candidates, Eric Greitens and Eric Schmidt, could legitimately claim to have his blessing, and they did. Both claimed to be uh, endorsed by Trump. Within minutes, both Schmidt and Greitens had put out tweets touting the endorsement without acknowledging it was a joint venture. By Tuesday morning, it was clear Trump world pundits were not amused. Fox News host and right-wing media heavyweight Dom, Dan Bongino had a meltdown on Twitter over Greitens asserting Trump had endorsed him. Nope, not a chance, he wrote in response to a Greitens tweet touting the coveted Trump backing. Flush that seat down the toilet if Greitens wins. Bullshit, read the endorsement, the Fox host continued. This dude is a fraud. Convinced that two tweets weren't enough on the matter, Bongino kept tweeting. Likewise, upon Greitens claiming the Trump endorsement as his own, a former NRA spokesperson and firearm fanatic Dana Loosh jumped into the fold to take a swing at Greitens. Greitens is a down double digits to Smith Schmidt in the polls and camped outside Mar-a-Lago for weeks hoping to score an endorsement only to get this, she tweeted.
This is fucking hilarious. It didn't end there as the influential conservative commentator ripped into Representative Matt Gates over his support for the former Missouri governor. Of course, Matt Gates supports Eric Greitens. They, they both live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Forgive me for wanting to cancel them. Maybe I'm just a woke moralist. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Uh, in Michigan, democracy and Israel is on the ballot. Up and down the state's primary tickets. Michiganders who deny President Biden's clear 2.8% point victory in their state. Are <laughs> who cancels whom, Jordan? Perhaps clean your room before criticizing the woke moralists. Michiganders who deny President Biden's clear 2.8 percentage point victory in their state are vying to defeat politicians from both parties who accept the results. Ryan Kelly, who was arrested last month by the FBI for his actions at the Capitol on January the 6th, is running to unseat Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Though in the most recent polling, he trails the conservative media personality Tudor Dixon, whose views on the 2020 election have wavered. And he even trails the self-funding businessman Kevin Rinky. Miss Dixon picked up Mr. Trump's endorsement on Friday, but it was unclear whether his supporters in the state would rally behind her after warnings or after warring for months with Miss Dixon's chief backer Betsy DeVos and her relatives, the most influential Republican family in Michigan. The West uh, in the Western Michigan House seat. Senator in Grand Rapids, a Trump-backed election denier, John Gibbs, is trying to take out Representative Peter Meyer, a freshman Republican who not only accepts the election results, but also voted to impeach Mr. Trump for inciting the attack on the Capitol. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee aired an advertisement in the final days of the campaign, lifting Mr. Gibbs, a potentially far weaker candidate in November than Mr. Meyer, by highlighting his conservative credentials for Republican primary voters, a move that infuriated some Democrats. Did you get that? The Democrats ran an ad that appeared to be from the conservative side talking about how great this conservative is, hoping that he takes out a more moderate Republican who voted to impeach Trump. Probably not a smart move. Oh, 10 of the House Republicans who voted to impeach Mr. Trump faced their day of reckoning on Tuesday. Their fate will say much about Mr. Trump's power with primary voters. Besides Mr. Meyer, Representatives Jamie Herrera-Butler and Dan Newhouse, both of Washington, being challenged by Republicans endorsed by Mr. Trump as part of his revenge tour. Ms. Butler faces the most prominent opponent, Joe Kent, a square-jawed, retired Green Beret whose wife was killed by a suicide bomber in northeast Syria in 2019 while fighting the Islamic State. Mr. Kent has run into an odd problem of his own. Accusations from the furthest fringe of the right that he is a deep state denizen working for the CIA. Now I've got to know what the deformed stingray is that you keep talking about. Voters in Kansas will be the first since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade to decide for themselves whether to protect reproductive rights or turn the issue of abortion over to state legislatures. 
Tuesday's ballot will include an amendment to the state constitution that would remove an existing guarantee of reproductive rights and allow the legislature to pass laws restricting abortion. The return in Kansas will be closely watched, not only by abortion rights supporters and Democrats for signs of the potency of the issue in the midterm elections, but also by Republican state lawmakers in Kansas and beyond who felt empowered by the Supreme Court's decision but are unsure how far they should go to bar abortion in their states. And they don't even get into the interesting thing about what the the fuck is going on in Kansas. I'm going to come back to this and keep going through the races. Misleading Kansas abortion texts Linked to Republican-lined firm. Messages were sent using numbers leased by Alliance Forge, a Nevada-based firm and crafted by a PAC led by former Congressman Tim Tulskamp. Text messages arrived on Monday, the day before the Can- or the day before Kansans. Kansasans? were set to vote on an amendment that would excise abortion protections from their state constitution. The text claimed that approving the measure, which could allow the Republican-controlled legislature to outlaw abortion, would safeguard choice. The Also, uh, the, the wording of the actual amendment is very misleading. If the amendment fails, constitutional protections would remain in place, buttressing current law that allows abortion in the first 22 weeks of pregnancy. Women in Kansas are losing their choice on reproductive rights. The text warned, voting yes on the amendment will give women a choice. Vote yes to protect women's health. But it would actually be no. No that would allow the current Roe v. Wade to stand. The unsigned messages were described as deceptive by numerous recipients, including former Democratic Governor Kathleen Sebelius, who also served as Health and Human Services Secretary in the Obama administration. She told the Washington Post that she was stunned, stunned to receive the message, which made clear there was a very special effort to use carefully crafted language to confuse folks before they would go vote. The gamut was all the more alarming to abortion rights advocates and watchdogs because its source was unknown. But the messages were crafted by a political action committee led by Tim Hulescamp, a former hardline Republican congressman from Kansas, and enabled by a fast-growing Republican-aligned technology firm. The messages were sent from phone numbers that had been leased by Alliance Forge, based in Sparks, Nevada. Numbers were released by Alliance Forge to Twilio, a San Francisco-based communications company. The numbers were disabled Monday evening, according to a Twilio spokesperson. The Alliance Forge client that sent the messages was Do Right Pack, chaired by Hules Camp, who served in Congress between 2011 and 2017. The pack has raised more than $532,000 and spent more than $200K in support of the amendment. The Kansas Governmental Ethics Commission said Monday that under current law, text message advocacy about constitutional ballot amendment initiatives does not require paid for disclaimers. Reports filed with the Kansas Ethics Commission illustrate keen interest in the outcome of Tuesday's referendum. Shit, they didn't mention the way it was worded on the ballot. Warlord sent me this a few days ago. 
This is fucked up. So, because Kansans value both women and children, that should not be on the ballot, the fucking ballot. Because Kansans value both women and children, the Constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding of abortion and does not create or secure a right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people, through their elected state representatives and state senators, may pass laws regarding abortion including but not limited to laws that account for circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or circumstances of necessity to save the life of the mother. What in the fuck did that just say? Wait, what? It didn't save the other one. Here is I don't I don't know where this come from. I don't know I don't know where this is if this is like an ad or some kind of flyer. A yes vote supports amending the Kansas Constitution to state that nothing in the state constitution creates a right to abortion or requires government funding for abortion. A no vote opposes amending the Kansas Constitution to state that nothing in the state create so fucking confusing. That's what Republicans do. Because they know... They know they can't actually win on the issues. It's in the, consti- it's in the Constitution. But they are trying to amend the Constitution tonight. Tonight. Let's see if we have any results in. Do I need to refresh? It should auto-refresh for us. In the Missouri Senate race, Schmidt is up by a significant amount with less than 1% reported. Uh, do we have any that are polls close at 10 p.m. in Arizona? 10 p.m. Eastern in Arizona, so another hour and 15 minutes. Michigan Governor, we have 6% reported in Michigan. Tudor Dixon currently leading. Whitmer un- uncontested on the Democratic side. Most polls have closed. We're not getting any reporting in Michigan. So as we've been doing with the primaries, we're going to do a little bit of the other news and then we're going to come back and do more election news. Oh, I forgot to do my... I forgot to take the top right graphic off. That looks like shit. I tried to go in and actually change it in the overlay to where... um, The Justin Freegan with the check mark wasn't there. 
But I didn't have enough time. I didn't have enough time. Let's see what we have here on the list. Oh, oh, before we before we move on from elections, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Back to the election background. Something of note. Kansas turnout soars. Kansas turnout soars. Kansas could have a record-setting primary election turnout on Tuesday as voters decide the first abortion-focused ballot measure since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned its Roe v. Wade decision. So, it's going to be interesting to see exactly who is motivated to vote in Kansas. And this could be... This is a harbinger of what's going to happen in the general election come this fall. This could be very good news for Democrats. Let's go to the UN. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but apparently... Humanity is on the brink of the Almost of extinction. Thousand nuclear weapons are now being held in arsenals around the world. All these, at a time when the risks of proliferation are growing, and guardrails to prevent escalation are weakening, and when crises with nuclear understones are festering, from the Middle East and the Korean Peninsula to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and to many other factors around the world. Excellencies, the clouds that parted following the end of the Cold War are gathering once more. We have been extraordinarily lucky so far, but luck is not a strategy, nor is it a shield from geopolitical tensions boiling over into nuclear conflict. Today, humanity is just one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. We need the treaty of non-proliferation of nuclear weapons as much as ever. Yes. We are one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. That was United States, or I'm sorry, United States. Fucking American over here with the, with the American brain. That was United Nations Secretary General... Antonio Gutierrez, who said that humanity is just one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation, as he addressed delegates at a non-proliferation conference. That's uh, that's really good to hear, uh, knowing that Nancy Pelosi is right now basically taunting the Chinese. By being in Taiwan. The Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, is in Taiwan tonight, and China is already responding. Pelosi's late-night landing was quickly followed by news of Chinese military drills all around the island. John Yang has this report. The stars and stripes aglow on the tail of her plane, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi arrived in Taipei just before 11 p.m. local time. Taiwan welcomed her with a message displayed on its highest skyscraper. Outside her hotel, dozens of people awaited her arrival, some to salute the visit, like 29-year-old finance worker Simon Lin. Thank you, U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, for ignoring China's threats. Others to protest it. 
The trip has drawn the ire of Beijing, which considers Taiwan a breakaway province and sees Pelosi's stop as a threat to Chinese sovereignty. Today, a Chinese foreign ministry spokesman repeated threats of military action. If the U.S. is bent on going its own way, China will take resolute and strong measures to safeguard China's sovereignty and security interests. Across the 100-mile-wide Taiwan Strait, it's a battle of drills. Yeah, they're on their August recess right now. The beginning of air and sea military exercises around the island. Ahead of the visit, China put its military on high alert and flew fighter jets close to Taiwan. This past weekend, the People's Liberation Army conducted live fire exercises and released a highly produced video showing off its ability to defend the mainland. Taiwan responded with its own set of military exercises. But today, the official websites of Taiwan's presidential office and foreign ministry were both hacked amid threats of escalation the united states well isn't that interesting to waters east of taiwan u.s officials maintain the speaker's trip is a routine congressional visit officially the united states recognizes one china no 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 this is not a routine visit this is the first visit by someone this there have been u.s representatives gone uh, go to taiwan but this is the first time like the the Speaker of the House, someone this high, this high an official in the U.S. has gone to Taiwan since 1997. 1997. And clearly it was a big deal. You wouldn't keep it hush-hush. We didn't know when she was going to Taiwan. They had this op-ed ready to drop for why she went to Taiwan. Clearly it is anything but routine. Officially, the United States recognizes one China and has no diplomatic relations with Taiwan. But U.S. law commits the United States to help Taiwan defend itself. In a statement after her arrival, Pelosi, a longtime critic of Beijing, called the visit one of several congressional delegations to Taiwan, and it in no way contradicts longstanding United States policy. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm John Yang. We'll speak with President Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, on Taiwan and other issues in a few minutes. Well, we don't get Jake Sullivan, unfortunately. He's a snazzy guy. We'll get into more about the Chinese drills they've been running. And then we're going to go into how this affected the markets. This had an effect on the markets. China plans four days of military drills in areas encircling Taiwan. China will conduct large-scale military drills and missile tests around Taiwan in a defiant show of force after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi became the highest-ranking U.S. politician to land on the island in a quarter century. Beijing announced six exclusion zones encircling Taiwan to facilitate live-fire military drills from Thursday to Sunday with some of the areas crossing into the island's territorial waters. The size and scope of the areas could set the stage for the Chinese military's most provocative actions near Taiwan in decades. 
Separately, the People's Liberation Army said exercises could start as soon as Tuesday, leaving open the possibility of military activities around Taiwan while Pelosi was visiting. The operations include long-range live firing in the Taiwan Strait and regular guided fire testing on, uh, in the eastern waters off Taiwan from Tuesday evening. The, uh, this action is targeted at the U.S.'s shocking recent major escalation on the Taiwan issue and serves as a serious warning to Taiwanese independence forces or those seeking independence. This is according to Xi Yi, a spokesperson for the Eastern Theater Command, who said that in a statement. You can see the different exclusion zones that China has outlined. I do want to point out that PBS touched on it, but just barely, that there were protests on both sides of Nancy Pelosi. There was, there were like, there were demonstrations for Nancy Pelosi, and there were protests against Nancy Pelosi by the people in Taiwan. Just like there were protests against Pelosi in San Francisco over this action. This is a complicated issue. And in theory, I would stand with Pelosi. But I wonder about her actual motivations on this. I don't know what about this is possibly trying to goad China into being more reactionary to ramp up their uh, uh, rhetoric just so that we have an excuse to dump more money into the war machine here at home escalating tensions into more of a, of a cold war situation. I'm, I'm skeptical, but in, in theory, I stand with, you know, democracy in Taiwan, but also Taiwan is more of a, a weird situation. Most, as I understand it, most people in Taiwan want to keep this quasi relationship with China that they have currently. That they are, but they aren't Chinese. They are, they got the benefits of being Chinese. But they, they, they take care of themselves over here on their little island. But the Chinese aren't for that. They want a one China policy where everything is under the umbrella of China. Hong Kong and Taiwan are huge economies. Hong Kong, not as much. Taiwan is is staggering because of its ship manufacturing. During the military drills, relevant ships and aircraft should not enter the above-sea areas and airspaces during this period. The exercises highlight the risk that Taiwan tensions could exacerbate existing supply chain woes. The Taiwan Strait is the primary route for ships passing from China, Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan to ports west. Almost half of the global container fleet and 88% of the world's largest ships by tonnage passed through the waterway this year, according to data compiled by Bloomberg. Taiwan's defense ministry said 21 Chinese military aircraft entered its air defense identification zone on Tuesday compared to four the day before. They are ramping up because Nancy is there. Oh shit, Talon of the Silverhawk. Asked me to show a cat like 25 minutes ago, but I didn't notice it and they didn't say anything. And and Stream Elements is being a dick to me. 
Dallin of the Silverhawk, I'm sorry if you're not here any longer. I'm going to get you that cat. A cat will be shown. Do not let it be said that I am not a man of my word. I'm just, I'm, I'm very sorry if you're not here any longer in the stream. Here's a smoky bong. Hey, buddy. Hit your graphic, shall we? I just want to let everyone know that that cat is fucking awesome. You're a cool dude, buddy, but I still owe I owe you a stern talking to after you disappeared for eight days. I have still not given you your stern talking to. Does it? I mean, like, I mean, like, this is just me speculating. I don't know this to be a fact. Also, like, Pelosi's husband invested in the chip manufacturing companies. Invested in, like, you know, the 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 companies down the line from chip manufacturing. Like, NVIDIA and shit. And this has had a negative impact on stocks thus far. Weirdly enough. Chip stocks plunge as Nancy Pelosi lands in Taiwan. Here's why the chip sector in particular could lose big if China follows through on its threat of strong countermeasures. On Tuesday, U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi landed in Taiwan, becoming the highest-ranking American official, blah, blah, blah. We've, 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 we've done that part. The move is being interpreted as a direct threat by China, which claims the island is part of its territory, and Beijing has repeatedly warned the U.S. that the Chinese army won't sit idly by and will take strong countermeasures. As the international community waits to see how China will react, the business world, chip makers are already feeling the pain of a brewing brewing U.S.-China conflict over Taiwan. Semiconductor stocks on Tuesday plunged in anticipation of Pelosi's Taiwan trip. Shares of Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company TSMC, the world's biggest and most valuable semiconductor manufacturer, valued at $440 billion, fell 2.4% on Tuesday. Its Taiwanese peers, United Microelectronics and MediaTek, dipped 3% and 1.6% respectively. Meanwhile, U.S. chipmaker Intel stock dropped 1.5% on the same day. Pelosi gets ready to meet with Taiwanese President uh, Tsai Ing-wen. On Wednesday, technology investors are watching her moves closely and any sign of retaliation from China and chipmakers, particularly those in Taiwan, are at high risk of becoming collateral damage if there is a falling out between the U.S. and China. Taiwan plays an outsized role in global chip supply chain as its manufacturers are especially important suppliers of advanced chips. They do not let the advanced chips be manufactured anywhere but Taiwan. That one fucking company... That has the market cornered on all these advanced chips. They're like fucking three or four years ahead of everybody else. 
Global companies from Apple to Intel and Tesla depend on Taiwan to produce smartphone and computer processors and AI chips for autonomous driving. And Taiwan's chip dominance is only growing stronger. Chip makers in the country are set to grow their global market share of chips to 66% this year. That means that any Chinese move against Taiwan in retaliation for U.S. acknowledgement and the resulting international fallout would severely disrupt the global chip technology supply chain. Which is exactly what we, what we need right now. But uh, this dude said that he doesn't see much near-term impact on chip stocks from Pelosi's visit. Even though he was, you know, wrong about that. I'm still I'm still not sure what to make of the Taiwan visit. It's a complicated issue. But I'm skeptical of Nancy Pelosi and she's earned it. On the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Jim Cramer on the markets. We're going to talk about Al Zawahiri and why nobody gave a shit that he was droned to death. Russia faces economic oblivion. Manchin gets into it with uh, Harris Faulkner on Fox, the woman with the dead eyes. Apparently, it's really spicy video, so you're going to want to stick around for that. We're going to be back after a break here on the Troll Patrol Live. Welcome. To the freak show. Like you don't have to hit rock bottom every day. You don't. Come on down to Taco Bell, get it. Yeah, actually, let's not do that one. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. There was a, there was a thing for the the there was a, a commercial for the podcast. The, the, don't go looking for last Friday's podcast. It ain't up there. And put the video on Patreon for patrons. They can all see me cry. <laughs> oh, it's quite it's quite spectacular. <laughs> well, I was trying I was trying to put like the the chat and the the uh uh graphics and shit on screen. I I owe you guys a meme. I owe you a meme. You get your meme. Gotta get that content. Gotta get that content. <laughs> What's up, Mox? Mergen. Welcome. Welcome. You fine people. Fine people. Just seeing you for the first I think I need I need to pack another bowl. I've got multiple cats in here with me now. I only had one cat before. Now I have multiple. Hey, what's up, Socks? You want to come hang out? Unfortunately, Socks likes to terrorize uh, terrorize one of the other kitties. He, he has to get shut in here sometimes. Because he don't know how to behave himself for some reason. It's just one cat. He's got beef with one cat specifically. 
Ah, <laughs> Mandy. I haven't put it up yet, but I promise it'll be up in like the next week or so. I'm going to put it at the $5 tier. You can't blame me. That's that's not that much. And that's, and that's some damn good content. For those of you who are not aware of what happened, Sparkles, Sparkles was having a very bad day. Me being me as I am exacerbated it and was grating on her nerves. She was grating on on my nerves. $5 a month? $5 a month for all the great content. She had a little, uh, she had a little, uh, blow up on me. I cried. (laughs) I ended up, I ended up having to tell like the whole story of everything that's happened to me this past month. (laughs) When everybody remembers where they were when it happened. The Freak Show is going to continue. I'm going to continue it. I may take this week off, and then the next week will actually be the the one-year anniversary. There's other things going on, Merkin, but that, that, that was really what set it off. I scolded her for coughing into the mic and typing, and typing on her desk and mic and shit. Like, this has been an ongoing thing. Like, this, the tension's been building. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not as mad as I was anymore. Like, yeah, like, you get over things. Everything will be all right. I kind of invented to the housemaid about it. And she was like, well, you, you, you haven't really dealt with all the stuff that's been going on. I'm like, well, no, like my way of dealing with what's going on is just to, you know, put my head down and work twice as hard and and dig out of it. We'll get on that eventually. We'll get on that. No, I've been... I've been trying. I really enjoyed SummerSlam. It was an excellent uh, main event. Uh, the card from top to bottom was was pretty cool. I just you want to? I don't. I don't know if this is a fun note. I watched Ric Flair's last match earlier today. But like uh, overall, the match was way better than I expected. I mean, like Jeff Jarrett, Andrade, and and Jay Lethal did all the work. <laughs> had a great fucking match with the three of them. You know, they had a match around Flair. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. And they tried to make Flair look good, but like that's... I didn't pay for it. And it took it took me a while to find means of getting my hands on it. But I'm glad I did. Overall, like, you know, the pomp and circumstance and everything, it's... <laughs> It's embarrassing. Is it like if you're a Ric Flair fan, it's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing. 
But also, like, he seems happy with himself when he gets out of the ring. No, he did not do a turnbuckle flip. He he busted, he got busted open. I think they were going, I think they were going to do uh, classic Ric Flair uh, uh, off of the turnbuckle, the, the, you know, throw him off the turnbuckle. But he couldn't get up there. They tried to lift him up and put him up there, and he couldn't. Get, he couldn't get up there, and then he fell back. Oh yeah, he bladed. That's about all he could do. Oh, Mandy. Well, like, are, do you follow me on TikTok? I'll follow you back. I've been trying to post more on TikTok because, like, TikTok's more organic. Uh, last time, last time I checked, like. My my shit will get fucking 200, 300 fucking views. Easy and shit that's like... I'm barely putting up any content. And it's shit that's getting like fucking 15 views on YouTube. Let's see what my, my last video... My last video I put up was the Sue Me Charlie Kirk thing, I think. Four hundred and seventy five views. See, TikTok's kind of cool. Well, shit, I just closed it. Everybody go follow Mandy on TikTok if you got the TikTok. That's your, if that is your thing. I, apparently, you can get hooked to it. I've done nothing but post my own shit on there because, you know, I'm just a selfish bitch. Oh, there's my lovely friend. Boom. Followed. I still don't know what I think about the TikTok. The format, like, I'm too verbose for the format. I can't confine myself to... I think they're going... They're, or are they testing out, like, 10 minutes or something now? I might be able to work more with that. But I'm I'm a little too verbose for TikTok, unfortunately. That's 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 my issue. But also, like I guess I need to get on there and actually do TikToking things as opposed to just repackaging my content and putting it there. But also, I just need to stick my content everywhere. Here's my content. You want to suck on my content? Put my content in your mouth. Let me put it in your eyeballs. Let me put it in your ears. <laughs> oh fuck! I I love doing this shit. I really do. As a, I've said before, like you know, I've I've been in radio since I was sixteen. This is so much cooler than radio. The whole interactive thing. It's it's radio plus, and I like like sticking in my veins. This is my new drug. I'm on this shit. Oh fuck! But still, it is it is somewhat work. I I dread doing it sometimes, but usually once I get to it, I'm like, oh fuck! I love this. I fucking love this. It's exactly what it's like. Interactive TV. 
radio style content. I don't. I don't even know how you how you can describe it, but I, like I fucking love this shit. I should have been doing this years ago. I'm kicking myself now. If I had if I had life to do over again, I could go back to like 2011 when I was in college. I would have got a really nice fucking computer. I would have started streaming and making videos and shit back then. Uh, the girlfriend I was with, I would have. I was, she wanted to do porn. I would have let her do porn. I would have fucking done the porn, video it, and fucking put it together for her. I'd be a rich man right now. We 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 well like fucking Joe Rogan. Who would be Justin Freakin? No, I would not be. I. <laughs> hey Jamie, pull it up. Do the vaccines work? Do I need to take ivermectin when I get sick? You ever done that on DMT? I could be. I could totally be Joe Rogan. It's an easy job. Easy job. I couldn't do like you'll go and do like the, like the fucking like do those sweats and then get into like fucking ice baths and shit. Like why you do that to yourself? You can you can just lay on a tree for the rest of your life. You got enough money. Why you why you get in an ice bath? Why you why you overwork yourself? I just lazy sloth. I had millions of dollars. If I won the mega millions. Polls still yet to close in Arizona. We got 13% in in Michigan. Hooter Dixon currently up significantly. So I would assume she is going to pull it off, but I also don't know what precincts are reporting right now. Kansas governor, apparently uh, Schmidt has been declared the winner in the Kansas governor's race, but like, I don't even remember this being highlighted. So apparently this is exactly what was expected in the Kansas governor's race. Still 6% reporting in Missouri. So far, no is winning on the Kansas abortion question. No would be preserving Roe v. Wade. Or the equivalent of Roe v. Wade that is written into Kansas's constitution. So, so far... The nose have it. Yes votes get a little little bump, but there is only 23% reported thus far. And it looks like the vote that has been reported is the metropolitan area around Wichita and around Topeka. This one could still be really close. So a yes vote would remove protections for abortion rights from the Kansas Constitution. A no vote would preserve Roe v. Wade style protections in the Kansas Constitution. So far, the no vote has it, but only about a fourth of the vote has been reported. What else are we watching? 
The Missouri Senate race. Eric Schmidt seems to have a commanding lead, but still only 9% reported. Greitens seems to be in a distant third. We're kind of rooting for Greitens, maybe? He is the Uyghur candidate. So far, Peter Myers losing in Michigan, but only 3% in. Only 3% in. Peter Myers, the incumbent, down with 3% reporting. Still going to be a long night. I, I'm not sure, Core, because like we could be just seeing, we could just be seeing the the Democratic contingent be the earliest vote counted, and when the vote from the rural areas come in, it starts to get a hell of a lot closer. But I don't know that the way the Kansas amendment was worded wouldn't confuse the pro-lifers as well. (laughs) How do they know what to vote? You know, it's it's crazy. So polls close in about 40 minutes in Arizona. There is something wrong with rural America indeed. There's something, what's the matter with Kansas? That's a whole book. They wrote that fucking uh, years ago. What's the matter with Kansas? All right, we're going to come back to election coverage here in just a little bit. Let's move on to the next thing on the on the news docket. Al-Qaeda honcho Zawari got droned and no one gave a shit. I love that headline. And if you're listening to the podcast and wondering what the fuck is Justin reading from where that's the headline, it's the intercept because the intercept's cool like that. So very reputable reporting, but we'll totally put no one gave a shit in the, in the headline. One of the character that was once viewed as something of a boogeyman, even a Hitler-esque evil, was suddenly killed and no one seemed to care. That's more or less what happened this week when Amin al-Zawari, al-Qaeda's longtime leader, was finally killed. Zawari, one of a small circle of men responsible for the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, was reportedly killed by a drone strike on a house in a trendy area of Kabul, Afghanistan. That's why I'm wondering, no civilian deaths in a trendy area of Kabul, Afghanistan, huh? His death came over 20 years after the events that first made his name a byword for infamy. Members of Gen Z could be forgiven for not knowing who he was, but that no one else seemed to care much seemed odd. Unlike Osama bin Laden's death more than a decade ago, which prompted an outpouring of street celebrations and chest beating by U.S. politicians and national security elites, the reaction to Zawari's demise has been noticeably muted. 
This won't be the last drone strike or raid that the U.S. carries out in the Middle East, but the killing of Zawari marks the close of a uh, the close of a particular chapter in American history. That it went so quietly suggests that the cultural and political behemoth that was the War on Terror already had already long preceded Zawari into the grave. The United States is now preoccupied with a deadly war in Ukraine, as well as growing rivalry with China that is likely to put far more strain on its resources than Al-Qaeda ever did. After the collapse of the terrorist group, the Islamic State, the U.S. has faced almost no jihadist attacks and instead being hit with wave after wave of deadly far-right terrorism. Mox Biden gave a speech. We just didn't cover it. It was like right before the Troll Patrol came on last night. So, like, I didn't know about it in enough time to prepare early. And it didn't happen at a time where I could carry it live. So, fuck you, Biden. President Joe Biden announced Zuhari's killing in a sleepy address given Monday evening, saying people around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer. Very few, though, have been fearing Zawari, who had become better known for his conspiracy videos on global politics rather than actual terrorism for a long time. Yeah, it still wasn't the same. That Zawari's death did not command much attention is a sign that global jihadism is not much of a priority anymore for the U.S. public and also for Islamics themselves or Islamists themselves. On the latter group, one need only look at the very country where Zawari was assassinated. The victory of the Afghan Taliban over the U.S. military and its allies in Afghanistan taught an important lesson to Islamists around the world. Whereas the Islamic State group carried out terrorist attacks against Western civilians that enraged foreign publics and justified crushing military responses, the Taliban laser-focused on the conflict on the ground at home against the Afghan central government, even cutting deals with the Americans to keep their troops out of the fray. The result for Islamists in Afghanistan was far more successful than bin Laden's famous idea of targeting the far enemy, the U.S., as a means of drying up support for regional dictatorships. International terrorism was always a departure for Islamist groups whose focus even in carrying out foreign attacks was to affect change back home. It seems likely that, as other analysts have noted, Islamist groups will return to this older model of fighting which largely leaves the West out of it rather than continuing with the failed approaches of bin Laden's Wahari and their more radical offspring like the Islamic State group. The killing of Zawari may provide a modicum of justice for the victims of the September 11th attacks. Indeed, it was the rare episode in the war on terror where someone responsible for 9-11 actually paid a price for it. I inserted the word actually. However, extrajudicial the punishment may have been. Only five of the hundreds of men held at the notorious Guantanamo Bay detention camp were put on trial for 9-11. They remained there. Their cases stalled in pretrial hearings. While it's hard to find 9-11 perpetrators who paid for the attack in any way, millions of others have died, been wounded, or driven from their homes because of U.S. military actions following the attacks. The vast majority of these innocent victims had nothing to do with September 11th and indeed had never done any harm to the United States. The great tragedy and crime of the war on terror was that the United States decided to take revenge for it on entire civilian populations of countries like Iraq and Afghanistan who bore no guilt for the 9-11 attacks. 
the historical record is a morally ugly one for the U.S., which is what makes it even harder to celebrate the killing of even one of the more deserving terrorists after watching millions of other lives destroyed along the way. The piece goes on. Uh, No, not for long. I'll go ahead and wrap it up for you. I was going to be like, oh, if you want to finish reading it, I'll finish it up. An era is over with the death of Zuhari, even if a rising generation of young Americans are not even aware of the fact. Jihadist terrorism may yet make a comeback, but I doubt it will do so anytime soon in a manner that affects Americans the way that September 11th did. Zuhari paid a price. Yes, the great shame, however, are the many, many other criminals in this conflict who harmed innocent people without facing even an illusion of justice inside the courts or outside them. You talking about Bush? Going from Afghanistan to Russia? Russia faces economic oblivion. Despite claims of short-term resilience, economists say, Russia is doing the worst. I wonder if the Russian people are uh, yakking about inflation. Yes, rip to the leader of Al-Qaeda. You were the 10th one killed this year. Russia faces economic oblivion despite claims of short-term resiliency. The International Monetary Fund last week upgraded Russia's GDP estimate for 2022 by 2.5 percentage points, meaning the economy is now projected to contract by 6% this year. RB, to answer that question, I would say that the U.S. is more vulnerable, more vulnerable. I would say that the U.S. is more vulnerable and less safe. However, many economists see long-lasting costs to the Russian economy from the exit of foreign firms, the loss of its long-term oil and gas markets, and its diminished access to critical imports of technology and inputs. Russia is facing economic oblivion in the long term because of international sanctions and the flight of businesses, several economists have said. The International Monetary Fund last week upgraded Russia's gross domestic product estimate for 2022 by 2.5 percentage points, meaning it is now projected to contract by 6% this year. Wasserman says that the Kansas uh, abortion amendment has failed. It's still only 26% reporting. I don't know if he knows something I don't. And he said this four minutes ago. We're still looking at the results. I don't know that I agree with Wasserman. Poor Lord. 
Take a look at all the vote that is still outstanding. 0% precincts reported. This is all rural. It may be. It may be. Trump County's not going hard for yes. Another dump of votes came in and just inched a little bit further more for no, so... I just don't, I don't know that that is a wide enough margin to call at 50% of precincts reporting. That is a wide enough margin to call it. I don't think it's a wide enough margin to call it at 26%. And even like, okay, we go over here to this Wichita. Only 35 of the precincts are reporting and it's closer. It's closer than you would think there. So 57% to 42%. So I'm just saying I would I would feel more comfortable 50% reported. And a percentage that's looking something like that would make me comfortable saying, okay, yeah, call it. But that's just me. I'm cautious. And also, like, I'm not an election analyst. I don't know if Wasserman has some sort of analytics machine that you plug in and it knows, that, like... Once you get to this percentage at this percentage of the precincts, blah, 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 blah. We will, we will be watching it with great interest. We're going back to the actual news here for just a little bit. I don't have that much. I don't have that much at all. But we're going back to talking about markets for just a second. And then we're going to watch Joe Manchin on Fox News. And then, then hopefully we will have something on Kansas perhaps. Jim Cramer says Fed officials' aggressive inflation statements on Tuesday are dragging down the market. Once again, I'm going to hit you with the same disclaimer I always hit you with whenever we watch Jim Cramer. First of all, no economist, no talking head on CNBC or Fox Business or anywhere. None of these fucks know what they're talking about. The economy is completely made up. There are no rules. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Seriously. Not a one of these fucks know what they're talking about because it's all fucking bullshit. But Jim Cramer is fun to watch because he might be on crack. I was on crack. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to get overwhelmed by the chorus of people claiming there's been no end to inflation. The majority. And, and and also like I just want to point out that like they've done studies on his predictions and shit and like you should not follow him. Like what what is it that they do when they they just invest in like mutual funds and shit and they they compare like people's stock market performance against like what it would be if you just like put it in a mutual fund or some shit like that and like fucking it outperforms Jim Cramer. So like fucking dude has no idea what he's talking about. Or maybe, maybe he does know what he's talking about and he's lying to all of us and keeping the real information for himself. Inflation's raging like a fire rolling up the Man Gulch Canyon. I've never seen such a powerful negative consensus among commentators, Fed governors, and hedge fund managers. They think the Fed's done nothing to slow the economy. Same energy. Inflation's burning through the very fabric of our country. They decry we need more tightenings to slay the dragon. Makes you want to blindly accept the idea that we're headed for a bitter recession. 
Because it's the only way the Fed can get the situation under control. The main reason. That sound effect was a man on the toilet having a heart attack while trying to take a shit. You can't tell me otherwise. Bitter recession. (laughs) Because it's the only way the Fed can get the situation under control. The main reason why the averages ultimately rolled over this session, Dow plunging 402 points, S&P sinking 0.67%, and the Nasdaq declining 0.16%. Just today, regional Fed presidents Mary Daly and Loretta Mester spoke out about how we still have a lot to do to stop inflation. Is it, is it as fun as mine? Come on, man. <laughs> I feel like we're going backwards and inflation's heating up, doesn't it? You'd think we're living in Argentina, if not by more Germany. This consensus is awful. This consensus has been hurting stocks. And most importantly, this consensus is dead wrong. I say this is someone. Okay, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's saying that everybody else is wrong about recession and that it's actually their doom and gloom that's hurting the market and we're not getting re- Now, uh, I think this is usually the harbinger of a recession is when Jim Cramer predicts we're not having a recession. Because I, I think he said like we were, the economy was doing like just fine like days before the 2008 crash. <laughs> oh, fuck. I about raging inflation for months and months back in November. I thought things were so out of control. I warned you away from a whole host of stocks that go down when the Fed tightens. I talked about 100 basis point tightens needed. I like a set. Now, I, I like it. Can I? Can I have that set? Can we? Can we have a set like that with me on Twitch? That would be awesome. Can we do something like that? Why? Why has he got a set like that? Who the fuck is Jim Cramer? I'm way more talented than Jim Cramer. I might not be as entertaining as Jim Cramer because even I watch Jim Cramer. Saying this, but I can't be too worried about inflation here and now. And one of the main reasons is because the commodities I follow are almost universally going down. They're well off their highs, and we have to own that. We can't just say, well, of course, that's not where the inflation is. It's in the service sector. That's nonsense. Service sector inflation is less important. You don't need to travel. You don't need to go out to dinner. You don't need to fly to LA. Don't. Also, while we're talking about a recession, I've had this. I've had this conversation with several right wingers who are dumb fucks. They keep talking about like, oh, Biden changed the number for a recession. No, no. I want to point out something to everybody, just so everybody knows what's going on. There is one organization who declares if it's a recession or not. And that is the NBER. That is the NBER. And they say we are not in a recession. Uh, The National Bureau of Economic Research has the responsibility of declaring when a recession begins and when it ends. More specifically, it is the business cycle dating committee within the NBER that decides. Several of the reasons why is like the 0.9% contraction is within the margin of error error, and could be revised before the end of the year. And they they have actual reason to believe it, it will be revised. I... 
Agreed, Mox, but there's all right-wingers like fucking hung up on this shit. I just want to point out that it is this organization that declares a recession. They have all kinds of metrics that they use to declare a recession, and they have not declared one yet. More votes in in Kansas, but still only 26% reporting. We'll go back to the whole leaderboard over here. This is the New York Times, by the way, if you guys want to play along. I don't know if it's behind a uh, paywall. I don't think it is. I think you can I think you can look at it even if you don't have like an ad blocker or something. If you want to keep up with the election tally on the New York Times. Uh, 27% reporting in Kansas. So let's go to Joe Manchin trying to get support rallied for the deal he struck. I believe the nonstop media blitz that he's been on is to put pressure on Senator Kirsten Cinema. Make sure that this bill passes. Fox News host taken aback when Joe Manchin asks if she fears his bill will help our country. So this is Joe Manchin on with Harris Faulkner, who I I don't know. You guys tell me. I think she has dead eyes. Tell me if I'm I kind of think Joe Manchin has dead eyes too. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Maybe so she's a lovely lady. And so quietly, because you were a holdout like Kirsten Cinema. Well, I wasn't a holdout. I was basically opposed to the BBB at three and a half trillion dollars. And when it came down to it last uh, last December, I just couldn't do it. And I was just up front and told him I can't be done and I can't get there. So that's over. Uh, but I always wanted to do something. I can totally agree with that, Mox. It's all about my country. It's not about my politics or someone else's politics or my friends on the Republican side or my friends on the Democrat side or whoever's upset with me. I had nothing to do about Ooh, it. Ooh, you got Republican friends? What can we do for the country? And right now, inflation is the greatest threat that we have. It's hurting every West Virginian, I can assure you, at the gas pump, at the, at the, at the food store, uh, and their energy bills, and just their daily lives. And if we have a chance, and I've said this all along, if I ever had a chance to have well, energy, that'll being dead inside will give you dead eyes. I think basically make sure we're producing more energy for what we have, rather than going around the world asking other people to produce for us. Shouldn't we do that? All Isn't right, that's something we all wanted, and that's what we got out of this. It's a great bill. And I've read the part about what West Virginia could see. Ho 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 ho, guys! She has put on her glasses. She means business now. We we. It's business. It's business time. In terms of energy, we'll get into that in a second. But I want to hit what you said, because you are absolutely right. Everybody's focused on inflation right now. Every poll shows it. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at the Penn Wharton budget model, which you, Senator, have been known to watch. It examined the details of the Schumer Mansion deal. and, And actually, it said something very different than you just said. It said that the impact on inflation, this is a quote, The impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero through 2031. Penn Wharton models are saying, we don't agree with those who think deficit reduction will lead in a straight line to lower inflation. But that's what the Democrats claim for their bill. 
So wait, wait, is she upset about deficit reduction? And, and this is something that they're studying. So are you wrong or are you not giving all, all of the hard truth to Americans about well, what this is going to cost them in terms say, of inflation? Let's say maybe they're wrong. Okay, there's other ones that said absolutely different than that. Moody's has said different. And you have the Bob Artisan budget policies. They've said, Maya McGinnis and her group came out. We had 17 Nobel laureates last year when I said uh, inflation is real, it's going to be here, and it's going to hurt us immensely. They said, oh, no, no, it's going to be transitory. And 17 of the brightest in the country were So wrong. let me ask you specifically so what cuts inflation in this bill. Let me ask you this. They still, they still may be right. When you're cutting, my Republican friends always said, we've got to start paying down debt. I've been a budget hawk my whole life. We're paying down $300 billion. Buddy, have you. Massive expenses. $3.5 trillion BBB was right. massive expenses. You asked me a direct question, so I'm going to answer you. So how is it not a straight line? Because I'm not saying, and even Wharton isn't, Penn Wharton isn't saying that it won't eventually get there in a jagged line. But you know how it doesn't? Because we are cooking a higher rate of inflation right now ahead of wages. And even if everybody were to go out and get a job or two or three jobs right now, their wages can't keep up with what the cost of milk, bread, gas, so well, on and so forth. don't you think we ought to get those costs down? How you do that? By well, welcome, comrade Harris Faulkner. Starting to talk, starting to talk like a commie over here. Uh, producing, you've got to produce your way out of this. You can't sit back and wait your way out. So, are you going to open pipelines? Absolutely, we're going to build pipelines. We're going to do more. How drilling. are you going to sell we're, that to the president of the United States? Who it's on day one, it's already been sold the and switch. bought. It's already been. It's part of the deal. It's part of the bill. All you have to do is read the bill, Harris, and you'll see. You're not going to be able to do any. Harris, can you read? You put your glasses on. Uh, or onshore uh, solar and wind, unless we're absolutely doing more production with drill. So he's he is in the Senate chamber. So I am assuming we are no longer on. Dies of COVID watch. Apparently Biden is feeling bad and experiencing symptoms now. So we're we're back on. Biden dies of COVID watch. Oh. And extraction. It's all part of a balanced approach. We need more energy today. Oh. So it's all part of a balanced diet. For the future. This is about all part of a balanced breakfast. But everyone's upset for whatever reason because they're afraid it's a political bill. This is not a Democrat bill. This is not a Republican bill. <laughs> this is not a green deal. This is a red, white, and blue deal, Harris. And everyone's having a hard time understanding that we can walk and chew gum and do the great thing together if we'll still start looking at our country Look, first and quit worrying about our politics. What, what they see is a senator who they thought was moderate who might push back on some of the talk about I have pushed forcing back on us everything, into Harris. a green situation. I have pushed back on everything. Let's talk taxes. And if you think I'm going to roll over, I've been at this for 40 years. I have never, ever, ever been pushed into doing this motherfucker right here. This motherfucker like this. This is going to play well in West Virginia. He played well like going against Biden all the way like through the, the BBB. And now this is going to play well in West Virginia. This motherfucker's smart. Amazingly enough. I thought he was dumb and just bought and paid for it. But he had a, he had a strategy. Yeah, come on, lady. Come on. She's saying he didn't fight back. 
Like we were at six trillion, seven trillion with Bernie. We're what? Like a, this is like a six hundred billion dollar bill. Six hundred billion. Six hundred billion. He did fight back. That's why it's not a six trillion bill. It's like six hundred billion, Harris. Come on, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right wingers are morons. Are you enjoying Joe Manchin on this on this clip? I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for him against Faulkner, and this is like the first time ever in my life I've been like, yeah, Joe Manchin. What the fuck? Something I didn't think was right for my state or my country. Let's talk. Yeah, it's mostly oil giveaways. That's why Joe Manchin's on board. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said this when asked about Biden's position. Let's watch. He promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than $400,000 a year, but the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. So the Joint Committee on Taxation, which you guys heralded as a, an effective body when you were selling that infrastructure package, is not to be trusted here. I said it is not correct because I will give you why it's not correct, because it is incomplete. We got to know the bottom line on taxes. Let I me mean, tell you the bottom line on that, Harris. You want to know the bottom line? The Joint Committee on Taxation? Your engine knows what's going on my friends on the Republican side. It was not done by the whole joint committee. So that is unfair too. So let's be accurate what we're doing here. The bottom line is how in the world can you be raising taxes when all we're saying is the wealthiest uh, corporations in America, 55 of them pay zero to help this great country of ours, to defend ourselves. Well, how does this change that? Because that's that's part of the corporate structuring. It's right? a minimum of 15%. The tax rate was at 35% before 2017. Right. Then it went to 21%. Yes. That was a tremendous savings. Bullshit. But that's not good enough, I guess. All we're saying is at 15% Look, minimum, everyone in West Virginia I know, and most people around the country, pay a 21% corporate or greater. So why can't the greatest billion dollars of, of revenue a year, are, why can't they pay at least 15% for this great zero. So say, because this is this is the part that counts. I mean, what like fucking Joe Manchin laying it to Harris Faulkner, good guy Joe Manchin for some reason. Wow, wow. I I don't know what the fuck happened, but this is just in this specific instance. I'll never say that again about this motherfucker. But like, I am really enjoying this interview, and and he he is. Being sassy with Harris Faulkner. People look at their corporations and they know they've got great tax accountants. Heck, they have complete departments trying to come up with ways to, to find loopholes and, and, keep, We're and to that. hire people as well. I mean, let, let's not forget that, too. Um, but $400,000 was supposed to be the cutoff. And I'm reading, and I am reading, Senator, that who's it's paying, below that Who's paying now. any taxes? Who's paying any taxes that doesn't have a corporation that has revenue of over a billion dollars a year. Not one person, not one person, Harris, you're assuming because they'll pass that on. The companies were paying zero. No, 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 I'm asking a different question than you're answering. I'm saying Americans, $400,000 and below now are going to be taxed. Their That's taxes wrong. are going to go No, 
That is a pure outright lie. So their taxes are not. Oh, he's upset now. And you know one thing? How about the people that are going to be saving as far as on their Medicare, $288 billion who are paying okay. higher prices than they should? Aren't they? They didn't even assume All that right. in the revaluation. Because of your family, motherfuckers. Shut the fuck. Wow. We're producing more oil to make more well, gasoline. Well, and those are going to fluctuate. Already, experts are saying we could go right back up before Labor Day. But I want to hit that, that, be that tax be line American, again of 400000 I, I got to hit that. Are you saying that Mitch McConnell and others in the Senate are wrong about those numbers and that Americans' taxes are... Mitch McConnell is always wrong. Totally, absolutely wrong. Totally wrong. And here's the All thing. Right. They're looking Look, at it through political lenses. Look at it through the American I'm lens. I'm just asking Look questions. At it as, I'm, I'm just answering questions. Okay. I want to answer these questions. Because it's true, Israel. And the facts you have are completely wrong. Well, you guys are in the same chamber, so it'll be interesting when you finally get to the, you know, to, to stir in the stew here, what it's really going to be like. I want to get to this. You gave some interviews over the weekend on Sunday shows, and at one point you were asked the question on whether or not you would like to see Democrats um, do much, much better than what they're forecast to do right now based on, on the numbers. 98 days away from the midterms. Sure. Uh, did you dodge the question when you said, so I, I can work with either so I never dodge a either question. Said, Let's roll the tape. Let's roll the let tape. Me give, hold on, let me give you an answer. Hold, oh, don't cut them off. Don't cut them off, Harris. Come on. Let him give you an answer. I think people are sick and tired of politics, Chuck. But I, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen. I'm not asking you to predict. I just want to make sure we do something good. And this is what result do you <laughs> want? Do you want the Democrats to keep control of the United States Senate and the House of Representatives? Uh, you know, I'm not making those choices or de decisions on that. I'm going to work with whatever I have. Them. You don't whatever care about the, voters, the outcome this year. Whatever the voters choose, I can't decide what's going to happen. See, there's him speaking out of both sides of his brain. That's not a dodgeball. That, I'm not getting involved in the political. This is not a political piece of legislation. This is an American legislation. We need energy. We need to pay down. Media hell inception. Our permitting process so we can build things and yeah, meet the challenges. Yeah, but the, the elections are going to need some help. You've got a president so whose approval rating is like as low as Congress. There's some expression in them eyes. When you, you get into the 30s, no one's that popular, Paris, and that's the president. Paris, are you scared we're going to do something good to help our country, I'm, and someone course might not. take credit for it? My father served. Are you kidding? Sir, My father served. That's what we do <laughs> when we serve our fellow man and woman. Of that's course. exactly what I'm don't, doing. Don't, don't, exactly, don't make Harris. this personal, because it's not. I'm simply asking that you've got a president who can't really help anybody on the campaign trail with the numbers he's rocking right now. Well, and so to have you say this. something like that, it doesn't sound supportive of your own party. And I'm asking why. Let me just why. say this. I'm working with what I have here and the majority party that we have is a Democratic Party. I'm working with a president who's accepted the proposal I've put forward and negotiated, which is a balanced energy policy. Who's nation, warlord? For our country. I know people who don't like the president, don't like Democrats, might be upset. This is not about whether you like right. the president or whether you like Democrats. Do you like America? Do you want us to succeed as a country? Do you want to fight inflation? This bill does it. Real quickly, the president of the United States, do you want to see him run in 2024? I am not talking about 2022. I'm not talking about 2024. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about Harris. the bill we have, right. the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which is a red, white, and blue bill. This is a great bill, and I wish well, my friends would look at it for When what we it get is. CBO scores and when we get the things on this, and if it shows that those taxes are going back, uh, you know, for Americans below 400000 Sure. Uh, you got to come back. we got to talk about it. I'm because happy to come back and Because that's the part that's really going to hurt people. Nancy yeah. Pelosi on the ground in Taipei. Just a few seconds, Senator, your thoughts. 
No, I think it was great what she did. I think basically we've all been there. I've been there. Mostly everybody in, in Congress has been there. I'd love to go to Taiwan. They're great working partners. And why would we not support those who support democracies and freedoms that we have? It just makes no sense to me at all. And it's not a threat. Trust me, Nancy is not a threat to China by saying that we support Taiwan. We want them to succeed. And they're great trading partners of us. And we appreciate the freedoms they love. Same as we do. Amen to all of that. Senator Joe Manchin from the great state of West Virginia. I look forward to the future. Con- no Taiwan. Only no Taiwan. Only China. Only one China. All right. I can't. I can't help myself. I heard this is also that he gets feisty with Andrea Mitchell over on MSNBC. And because I enjoyed watching him fight with Harris Faulkner, we're going to watch this one too. So he goes over to the other side. Democrats have been trying to pass a major climate and health care bill before the next recess next week. But Senator Kirsten Sinema has yet to say whether she would vote yes. The so-called deal made by Senators Schumer and Manchin would need the backing of all 50 Democrats. Joining us now is Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Senator, thank you very much for being with he us. He loves the limelight. on coming up with a deal. There's a lot in this package, which we can explore, yes. but have you spoken yet to your colleague, Senator Sinema? And can you shed uh, any light on whether she's going to back it? We'll be speaking this afternoon. And, you know, there's, she's, got, she's contributed so much to a lot in this piece of legislation, you know, when it comes to reducing prices, uh, letting Medicare uh, negotiate for lower drug prices that reduces prices to drugs across the board for Medicare, and also putting caps on life-saving insulin. She was very much instrumental in that. And uh, so she, there's a lot of things in here she's worked on, and I would uh, like to think that she would be uh, very positive on the things that we've been able to do. And we're going to be talking this afternoon. So, you know, everyone makes their own mind up. And, and that's- <laughs> I used to have the biggest crush on her. Although she was not part of these individual negotiations, but you did expect to speak to her yesterday, and I'm told she sort of fled the. For those of you who are younger and don't know, Kirsten Cinema first came to fame during the uh, anti-war movement, and she was she was more of a leftist. She basically sold out. Uh, I don't, I don't know if her economic policies were always like this, but like she, she ran as a, a green party and then eventually as a, as a leftist Democrat, she got a left elected with leftist organizations and they feel betrayed by her. So like, don't blame me. She was like the first openly bisexual, uh, member of the U S house. And I thought that was fucking cool. And I had a crush on her. Sorry, sorry. She's still not as cool as my, my, my other political crush, which is Benazir Bhutto, who unfortunately was assassinated. Rest in power. Former Prime Minister of Pakistan, or President of Pakistan. I don't remember which, which designation they have. Oh, anyway, Joe Manchin is badass tie. Canceled Justin indeed. else could speak with her? So no, after some that votes, was, that was that was okay. no, I had to leave quick. I left quickly, too, because we all okay. have appointments. I understand that. So she con- she contacted me this morning. She says, we'll meet this afternoon. I said, that's great. Can't wait to sit down and talk and everything. But like I said, everyone had a lot of input on this bill. And even the people, basically my Republican friends who had a lot of objections to the bill back. OK, but Mr. Budo was awesome. 
Uh, we looked at all of those things. When you think of what's in this bill. I'm sorry, Warlord. I'll get on that, I promise. We're going to make more gasoline, have more supply to bring the prices down. We're going to have lower prices as far as by building more pipelines to have lower natural gas prices. I'll lay some pipe for you, sir. Prices down and energy has been driving inflation. But on top of that, we're going to have a tremendous amount of investments in the energy for the future. So it's a balanced energy security bill. And what we've talked about, if you can pay down on your debt, $300 billion, if you can accelerate permitting so we can do things better and quicker and meet the market demands and the challenges we have, and if you can produce more energy, which is all of the things my Republican friends have wanted, it's in this bill. So we're hopeful that rather than playing politics, Andrea, people will just look at this. This is an American bill. It's not a Democrat bill or Republican bill. It's it is a real American. That's what they should be looking for. Well, that's a question for Senator Sinema. Wait. Do you expect, expect that she... Some kind of music did start playing behind him. Did, like, fucking Hulk Hogan, the Rick Springfield, really did start playing behind him? I am a real American. Will continue to oppose a key provision that would eliminate tax breaks for fund managers known as carried interest, the loophole that is Maybe just somebody's cell phone. corporations to get away without paying any taxes, not even the 15% minimum tax. Will she finally agree to that? She's been very hard on not going along with that. Well, I, you know, we haven't talked about that, but we will. She can give me her concerns and all that. We never got into it before. I thought that everyone agreed to the 15% minimum tax. You know, we have 55% of the wealthiest corporations in America that pay zero. 66 and, uh, and two-thirds percent is, chance. At one time, the tax rate was extremely high. The corporate net was at 35%. In 2017, the Republicans took it down to 21. That was a 14% savings. You'd have thought that would have been great, but I guess it wasn't enough. So we set a 15% minimum. All corporations and every and these oh, shit, that's cool. that have a billion dollars of revenue or greater. The biggest. Then they got to talk to John Stewart. And they enjoy Rock the on. protection of the military that we have, the rule of law. I'm happy for left flank vets. Surely the goodness uh, they should be supporting. I would think that most people says, yeah, I'm paying 21%. Everyone I know in corporate world is paying 21. How come they get away with not? That's all we've done. So we're not taxing. So why don't we do 21? Why are you doing 15? Pay your fair share at 15%. And the rate's at 21. Let me ask you to expand on something you were discussing with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press on Sunday, where you said, well, you did not say whether you would back Democrats in the midterms and you said you would just oh this again we got to do this again uh, would you support Joe Biden if he's on the ticket in 2024 as the Democratic president Andrew, seeking the election let, let me make it very very clear as a reporter I don't okay so I know he's been asked this question a million times he's on the record why do you ask this question again it's just a waste of everybody's time sure fair enough that you know People tend to only watch one news channel, so maybe viewers on MSNBC haven't got the follow-up after Chuck Todd. But no, don't fucking do it. Like, he's he's on video. Other people can play the video as many times as you want later and talk about it with the talking heads like you all do. When you've got the fucking dude here, ask him some question that, that he hasn't been asked by other people. This is the most 
one of the most important pieces of legislation in my life. Unless he wants to be asked that question. He wants to be asked that question. I take that back. He wants to be asked that question. This is on purpose. Lifetime that we've ever done to have energy security, to fight inflation, to help our geopolitical well, allies you, around the world. And you've worked with the Democratic and White I'm, House on it. And, and that's exactly, and I'm working with it. I'm very appreciative. They are. But for me to bring the politics into it, oh, this is a Democrat bill. Oh, this is an anti-Republican bill. This is not. I'm not talking about the 2022 election and 2024. I have no control over those elections. And I'm not going to talk about them that will skew one of the greatest pieces of legislation. And I'm very appreciative that the president has seen it. He's approved it. He supports it. He seems it. This is great for America. Can't we do something for our country? He just wants to pass something. He he doesn't care what's in it. I'm not going to talk about it. You're a I'm Democratic senator. I'm just, I'm just asking I'm you whether you would support your it. own, the leader of your own party. I'm talking about, I'm supporting this bill, Andrea. It's the American bill. It's the red, white, and blue American bill. It's the bill that we need to fight inflation, to have more energy, to do the job that we were sent here to do. Every time you talk about politics, it gets people fired up. I'm not going to go down that path. Stage. Staged. Staged. I'm not fired up, Senator, but I, I appreciate the work you put in on the bill, and we can talk about how much inflation it would bring down and whether or not it would actually raise taxes on the middle class, which some analysis and analysis say would happen because those corporations... There's not, there's not me being some conspiracy theorist that was totally... He did that on purpose. One understands that the Joint Tax Committee, it's made up of Democrat and the Democrat staff and Republican and Republican. When it's a joint statement, they both agree on everything. This statement and this evaluation was only put out by... Fucking Harris probably did the same thing to him. Looking back on it now, like, I, you know, like, we enjoyed that. We were probably meant to. Like, that was purposeful. Motherfucker's smart. That's, that's, that's how he's been able to fuck people out of so much money. Absolutely. He wanted he wanted to go on uh he wanted to show that you know he goes on he fights with the the Republican side he goes on he fights with the Democratic side he wanted to make waves on both shows I did, absolutely he wanted to be able he wanted to be able to go back I fought Biden tooth and nail I got us a bill that was good for America this motherfucker right here. And the West Virginians will eat it up. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's just that's amazing to me. Uh I'm gonna have to uh see I'm I'm trying to catch the Twitch ads, so nobody has to watch ads on Twitch. Uh hold on, let's check in with the election stuff right now. We could be... Ooh, we are... Ooh, ooh. They have not called it at the New York Times, but it meets the criteria The criteria that I set forward earlier. We have 49% reporting in Kansas. No is 64.9% to the yeses, 35.1% of the vote. 
that seems that seems hard to overcome. So it looks like abortion rights will continue to be a thing in Kansas. When we come back on the other side of the break, more agencies deleted their texts on January 6th. The Department of Defense are going to talk about abortion bans in Michigan, a 1931 Michigan abortion ban that went into effect but has been blocked but can still be enforced. We're going to try to get to the bottom of that. A Georgia woman... Uh, Georgia women can now claim unborn fetuses on their taxes. So, I mean, I'm not exactly against it. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol Live. Oh, yeah. We're back. What? Nude photos of Paula White? The, the woman, the, the woman, the the preacher thought she, like she could speak in tongues and shit. You perv. Is that who you're talking about? I think, I think I made a video about her. Maybe she's in my YouTube trailer. That's why you're saying that. Or like beatboxing <laughs> and like Trump dancing to it. 57% reported the the no vote grows stronger, 64.4% to 35%. They've not called it in the New York Times, but it looks like abortion rights will remain in Kansas, amazingly enough. They could come up about 10 decimals. They sound insanely loud in my headphones. I could hear them in the bathroom as I was taking a piss. That's wild that you say they could. I probably have them turned down specifically because I thought they were too loud. I also don't know what to do. Like, I want the chat to be on the screen, but also, like, it gotta look like shit in order to be on the screen, but that's okay. That's okay. Eric Schmidt will be the Republican nominee in the Missouri Senate race. Dan Schmidt, apparently, is that is that what, that what D? I'm just taking a wild guess. Derek Schmidt, I'm sorry, Derek Schmidt wins the Republican Party primary. <laughs> Why did you call him Dan? He looks like a Dan. Wins the Kansas governor's Republican primary. I wonder, I wonder if they're related. Oh no, no, they're they're not related at all. Their names aren't even spelled anywhere near the same. Eric Schmidt and and Derek Schmid. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, maybe I'm too high for this ship. Tudor Dixon has won the Republican primary. We'll go up against Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Ida, welcome. So good to see you. You missed like the one time you'd agree with with Joe Manchin, but also like he's still being a douchebag. He was still being... Oh, I don't have the... uh... Hold on, hold on. on. 
Schmitty election cycle. Oh, of course they're gonna they're gonna pass a law. Know it. Hopefully it didn't work. I mean, they have not called it, but I think that's a pretty insurmountable lead. Wait a minute. It says 21% reporting now. Okay, okay. It's updated. It's updated. The count still holds at 57% reported. I need to watch Shit Creek. I've heard that's a good show. Almost 60% of precincts reporting is a commanding lead for no... We're going to do more news and come back and hopefully they've called it. Dave Wasserman on Twitter called Kansas a long time ago. Text messages from January 6th deleted from former top defense officials phones. A watchdog group has requested a criminal investigation into the failure to preserve the communications of former. Oh, hold on. Gotta go back into news mode here. A watchdog group has requested a criminal investigation into the failure to preserve the communications of former Trump-appointed officials at the Department of Defense and U.S. Army. The Department of Defense failed to preserve the phone records of officials who held top positions at the end of Donald Trump's presidency, allowing the communications of key witnesses to the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol to be deleted. Watchdog group American Oversight filed a Freedom of Information Act request for January 6-related phone records of former Acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller, former Chief of Staff Cash Patel, and former Secretary of the Army Ryan McCarthy, as well as other prominent Pentagon officials in the days that followed the attack. But court filings show that the phones those officials used have been wiped. American Oversight sent a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Tuesday requesting an investigation into the failure to preserve the Pentagon officials' records. Did you just get back, Warlord? Like, we've we've looked at it. We've looked at it. I mean, it meets the criteria that I set forward to call it, but fucking New York Times has not called it yet. I said if it got to 50% and it was still that kind of a number, I would be, I would feel safe calling it. It is held tight, held fast at around the 64% mark. So I don't know. Warlord, your producer, Warlord, are we calling it? Does the Troll Patrol officially call? The Kansas Constitutional Amendment on abortion for the no. Yes, we're calling it for yes. Or yes, we're calling it for no. (laughs) Yes, we're calling it for no. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks in the crowd. That's a yes from Justin Freakin and a yes from Warlord on a no. The way I'm saying it is just about as uh, confusing as the amendment was worded on the ballot. The Troll Patrol official election results crew calls Kansas 
abortion amendment, which was a record turnout in Kansas. We did the story earlier. If you guys didn't, if you guys didn't hear, let's flash back to it. Turnout soared, record turnout in this election in Kansas with abortion rights on the line. Kansas turnout soars in first post-row abortion vote. Kansas could have a record-setting. Okay, I said it was record-setting. It could. It's looking. It's looking to be wrong. Uh, demand a suspension of pay. Fair enough, Dustin. D- one day, one day's pay. That's about 14 cents on YouTube. It's like a dollar and some change on Twitch. <laughs> if you if you if you want suspension of my pay. I might make slightly more on Twitch now because of the, the extra commercials. That I'm trying to make everybody, that I'm trying to help everybody avoid. And also, by the way, I encourage you when I take a commercial break, fucking leave the browser up. Just turn the turn the sound off. Like fucking let the commercials play. You're not subbed. You don't want to watch that fucking shit. Don't do it. I'll be back in about three minutes. Usually, might be five minutes. Most of the time, I'm going to try to come back in three minutes. Go hang out with somebody else for a little bit. Oh, shit. The internet's dropping out on me. Might have ruined the party. But just as it was getting good, too. It was like the most people we'd had in here tonight. I guess I could have kept talking for like the podcast. Like I was waiting for the <laughs> stream to come back. I guess I'll cut. I might have to just end the stream. Like so far, no internet. I don't know if it's storming or not. I have no, I have no way of telling, but it may be. Amazingly enough, it was, uh, not my internet. It was my VPN. VPN server must have crashed. We've switched servers and we're now waiting for the. We're now waiting, waiting for the green light on the stream again. Everything seems to be good. There is the yellow light. Boom. Green light. Back to. Bro- oh, oh, oh. Are we going to be full power or are we going to be bouncing around, kiddos? Fresh. Refresh, bitches. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, it wasn't it wasn't my internet. It was my VPN for some reason. Like, the server just went completely kaput. And like that meaning that means that like I didn't realize it was the VPN, so like I'm sitting there just waiting for. You know, I'm thinking it's just an internet fart. It just happens sometimes. It'll go off for a few seconds. It'll come right back. I'm waiting for it to come back, and it just doesn't come back. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I go and I check my uh, 
I, I check my phone and I'm on the internet and I'm like, well, ain't that interesting. So that's, that's how I realized I was, uh, I was being had by my VPN. Anyway, we are, we are on a different server now broadcasting from a completely different state across the country. 63% 63% reported in Kansas 63% is the percentage of the vote no has over yes it does look like no has won that abortion rights will continue to be protected in the constitution in Kansas I know that's a weird it's a weird concept what clip did you see warlord I'm interested. What what clip are we talking about? Just posted the clip. <laughs> what 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 are you gonna cancel me over this time, son? Can I see clips right now? I don't know how to click on on clips when I'm streaming. That don't make no sense to me. See what happened this month on the Twitch recap. You guys want to see my Twitch recap? What we achieved together for the month of July. Oh, there we go. I can I can click on that now. Let's check out what we have achieved together for the month of July. Time streamed. I, I streamed a whole two days and 11 hours. Top emote was the troll at 382 uses. Maynard comes in second at 81 usage. And the... Chris Dorner Appreciation Society, which probably all me. I'm the one that uses that one all the time. 7,173 chats sent during the stream. 24 streams. 20 months sub. I don't know what the, I don't know what 20 months subbed. I've, I've unlocked all the sub badges. This is the top clips from July. Justin asking 13-year-olds to be Nazis. Cancel Justin. Remember Lockerbie. I'm a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware, RB. Hold on. Let me, let me go back and activate the YouTube stream. It might not be going. No, it looks like YouTube is streaming. But it's probably a different stream than the one... Uh, you were watching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. We, we faded out there. I missed you guys. I missed you so much. Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me click on that clip here. What did, what did warlord catch me saying this time? Yes. We're calling it for yes. <laughs> yes, we're calling it for yes. 
<laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Don't listen to me. I was making a joke and he clipped me out of context. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Not be stop being creepy with the bot or be <laughs> Top clips from July. Ayo. I haven't I haven't watched this. Wanted to hear what you had to say. I was going to wrap it up when you hopped in, but I wanted to hear what you had to say. So Oh okay. Niggers <laughs> Well 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 Good one. I mean, if that's the kind of thing you're into. Here's to making memories. Oh, that's all I get. That's all I get for my my Twitch memories. And they got me. They got me. New York Times still hasn't called it. The, the no vote has fallen a little bit, but not too much. 62%. now I'm not I'm not ever gonna trust any of those clips you guys clip on Twitch from my own damn show god damn that's that's what this world is coming to you motherfucker oh oh when we left off we were talking about more agencies deleted their texts let's have a legal expert react to that I believe this is on MSNBC a good brain rot. Uh, is it not going to pull up the video for me? Raw story can be a bitch. But I can probably find that. Not real fast. Are you fucking with me? Did he die? Oh. That just that looked like an end memorandum to the motherfucker. Fuck it. That's too much work. If you're not gonna give me the clip, I'm not gonna fucking watch. I'm in fuck it mode tonight. Cat smell. They gotta, they gotta have a litter box in here with me, cause like we have to lock them in here sometimes, cause they they misbehaving. Oh, sorry, Warlord. Liz Trust eventually did not make it onto the the list of things but like I really enjoyed this picture of her what was it she said she said something funny if you can give me the clip real fast 
She said something funny about pork. Not like pork in like uh, like spending, but like actual pork, I think. Am I wrong about this? Warlord, help me out. This is producer Warlord territory here, over here. Liz Truss has uh, uh, apparently opened up a pretty insurmountable gap against uh, Rishi, um, Rishi Sunak. So, Liz Trust looking to be the next Prime Minister of the UK. All uh, Warlord that uh, gets us the clip I'm talking about. I think, I would assume Warlord knows what I'm talking about. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he is dumbfounded. Like, what the fuck is this American talking about over here? Something about pork. <laughs> I swear to you, she said something stupid. What it was pertaining to, I vaguely know. Because I think John Oliver covered it, and like I fell asleep as I was watching John Oliver. I've just been falling asleep a lot lately. I fall asleep right now. You guys want to do a stream where I just go like night-night? Do a stream where I just go night night with the kitty cats. Would you guys watch that? I sleep with the cats in like funny positions. It's probably entertaining. Sometimes sometimes socks will be a little spoon. Sometimes Smokey will curl up in a ball under my armpit. left us uh, I'm not I, I'm not getting any back I didn't come back from commercial break so I don't owe you guys a meme do I did I did I come back from commercial break I don't know what the fuck is going on they're doing Liz Truss the Senate Democrats have been trying to pass on Andrew Mitchell nobody bill. asked for you it always plays the last video I was watching Okay, maybe I don't even fucking know what I'm talking about. Seriously, the the also I misspelled her name, I think. Seriously, the cats stink. I'm gonna have Corey Bush and Rashida Talib won their primaries decisively decisively and that's I figured they would which is why I didn't even mention them <laughs> I didn't think that there was there was any doubt did she not say something stupid about pork apparently she said a lot of things recently it's hard to narrow down which stupid thing I'm talking about. 
Or maybe I just dreamed it. Maybe I just dreamed it. Pork markets. Pork markets. And we are selling tea to China. Yorkshire tea. When it comes to British food and drink, we have I did, Cicero. had it so good. Wow, she's weird. How is she leading in the polls? Fantastic food abroad. I want to see us eating more British food here in Britain. At the moment, we import two thirds of all of our apples. We import nine tenths of all of our pears. We import two thirds of our cheese. That is a You're next door to some of the countries that make the best cheeses in the fucking world. No wonder you import your cheese. Why wouldn't you? Grace. From the apples that dropped on Isaac Newton's head to the orchards of nursery rhymes, this fruit has always been part of Britain. It's been part of our country. I want our children to grow up knowing the taste of a British apple, of Cornish sardines, of Herefordshire pears, of Norfolk turkey, of Melton Mowbray pork pies, and of course, of black pudding. She's so weird. This is edited in, but like, might as well be. Under a conservative government, Britain will lead the world in food, farming, and the environment. In a fortnight, I'm going to Paris for the world's largest food trade fair, and I will be bigging up British products. <laughs> She's so weird, what? I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. <laughs> oh my god, opening up new pork. Now I will say, this, this video had all the applause removed, but apparently it was very pathetic. Picking up British products. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. <laughs> I'm sorry, that cracked me up. I'm sorry. Well, that's what British people do. They steal things from other countries. They take them back to Britain. And what Republicans do is they pass really stupid fucking laws. We begin at six with breaking news. A oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. We begin at six with breaking news. 
So we're going to Michigan. Where an injunction stops prosecutors from enforcing the 1931 state abortion ban. That's what this article says, but I got another article that says uh, something different. News. A judge issuing another injunction to stop county prosecutors in Michigan from enforcing the state's 1931 abortion ban. The ruling does come just hours after the state court of appeals ruled prosecutors could enforce the ban. Fox News' Amy Lang joins us now. And Amy, a lot of movement happening with us today. In fact, these are late breaking developments you're here to tell us about. Yeah, so I'm actually trying to get my microphone on. That's how late That's breaking, how late these breaking developments it is. are. Yeah. Uh, so right now I have here in my hand the uh, injunction. Uh- Okay, so the other story I had was from yesterday. So that was the lower court ruling. So the 1931 state abortion ban will not go into effect as of right now. And that's just been issued. So the governor went to the court today and said uh, essentially that uh, there was a need for an emergency motion for a temporary restraining order to keep this from going into effect. As you know, Michigan has a 1931 abortion ban on the books. A judge from the Court of Claims had uh, had ruled that that was not going to be in effect right now. That happened several months ago. Today's ruling by the Court of Appeals said, actually, it only applies to Dana Nessel, not to county prosecutors. So that put in motion uh, the availability for county prosecutors to actually start prosecuting these cases. And then late today, uh, the judge, another judge, said, no, that's not going to happen and did grant the governor uh, the injunction, the temporary restraining order that she was seeking to keep anyone, any prosecutors from prosecuting these types of cases. So we have some reaction from uh, the Washtenaw County prosecutor as well as Planned Parenthood. The decision from the Court of Appeals uh, created this morning was just a chaos that we've all feared. We've been very clear that we're not prosecuting abortion in Washtenaw County, but we need statewide uniformity. And uh, luckily this afternoon, uh, Governor Whitmer went very swiftly into court uh, to block that law from being enforced. And we're grateful that the judge uh, issued the temporary restraining order. So lots of litigation ahead, but uh, very glad that order has been restored for now. I want to make one thing abundantly clear. Abortion is still safe and legal in Michigan today. Planned Parenthood of Michigan's doors are open and they're going to stay open. All right, so that's the case right now. Moving forward, as you heard Eli Savitz say, there's likely to be a whole lot of litigation. Um, as you know, there are other um, initi- initiatives rather underway as well. So the governor has a case uh, before the Michigan Supreme Court, and we know that the uh, ballot initiative is uh, out there and probably likely to get approved to be on the ballot in November, and that's the Reproductive Freedom for All initiative, and uh, that would allow for abortion to be legal, uh, and that would actually change the state constitution to ensure that. So uh, a lot of moving parts here. Certainly there are a lot of moving parts. As you say, that ballot initiative certainly has gotten more than 700,000 signatures. When you take a look at the the temperature of where people stand on this, there are some fervent and adamant people on the end of saying, hey, look, uh, this needs to be left with the voters and that possibly could happen. Yeah, that real sort of direct democracy. uh, Why not just leave it to the people and their doctor? The number of signatures it got will be on the ballot in November, but there could be action uh, in the meantime. You know, it's still a few months away. Well, things are moving so quickly. And of course, uh, good hustle there getting us the latest information on this breaking story. Amy Lang for us live. Thank you. Sure thing. Thanks.
Amy, thank you very much. Great reporting. Now down to Georgia. Never went down to Georgia. Where women can now claim unborn fetuses on their taxes, which I say, like, I'm kind of into that. Families in Georgia filing taxes were expecting a child will now have a little extra money because of changes to the state's tax code. But it is not as straightforward as many claim your money may seem to be. CBS 46's Crystal Bowie live in Atlanta to explain the new changes. Crystal. Sean, a lot of changes coming ahead, and while it is tempting to try and save the hundreds of dollars by claiming your unborn child on the taxes, it's having to provide proof of pregnancy that may end up being the problem. Any unborn child with a detectable human heartbeat is now considered a person in Georgia. And that means taxpayers may claim the $3,000 dependent personal exemption, generally around the six-week mark of pregnancy. But the process won't be that easy because the Department of Revenue says they can ask for any relevant medical records or supporting documentation to prove the pregnancy. The area becomes very gray because at the same time, we are obligated to protect a patient's HIPAA rights. Um, as far as what's happening with the pregnancy, the dating of the pregnancy. OBGYN physician Dr. Tasha Rogers says this is an invasion of patient privacy. For me to actually have to go into detail about your medical history, what specifically is happening with someone who's not a healthcare provider, I think it is absolutely ridiculous, especially um, any state department or any governmental department about a tax break. I think it is insane. It's also unclear what records could be used as proof. Would that be uh, simply, you know, a home pregnancy test or would that be have to be a test provided by a physician or even a home pregnancy test? The Department of Revenue hasn't specified. Counting professor Karen Sedatol says it's a problem because not every person has equal access to reproductive care. And of course, it's going to be dependent on an, a woman's health care plan that they happen to be on. Uh, and so we know there's a lot of variation uh, across different populations and the kind of access to health care. It's important to remember this is a tax exemption and not a tax break, which means you can deduct that $3,000 from your overall taxable state income. Sedatol says it would come out to be a few hundred. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the litmus test, isn't it? The heartbeat. And this applies to anyone who's expecting a child after July 20th of this year. I did reach out to the Department of Revenue to ask what would count as proof of pregnancy. They said they would be releasing more information later on this year. Reporting live in Atlanta tonight, Crystal Bowie, CBS 46 News. Well. Back to uh, election. Oh, shit. Did I shut it down? Go back to the live election tally. Mark Kelly, Forrest cruises to the Democratic nomination. No surprise. No, now declared the winner with 76% of the precincts reporting by the New York Times. Definitively, abortion rights will be protected in Kansas. And apparently it motivated people to vote, which is a bad sign for Republicans going into the fall. I wonder whatever happened to that lady that claimed that she was driving in the 
uh, uh, HOV lane. I hope she got out of it. She was, she was still in the middle of the court proceedings. Polls have closed in Arizona, but we do not have results yet. Bellwether. Not a bad word. Let's read some of the updates that the New York Times have had here. Giving us their opinion. Kansas votes to preserve abortion rights protections in its constitution. Kansas voters resoundedly deciding against removing the right to abortion from the state constitution. According to the Associated Press, a major victory for the abortion rights movement in one of, the Amer- in one of America's most reliably conservative states. The defeat of the ballot referendum was the most tangible demonstration yet of a political backlash against the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark decision that had protected abortion rights throughout the country. The decisive margin came as a surprise, and after frenzied campaigns with both sides pouring millions into advertising and knocking on doors throughout a sweltering final campaign stretch. Haley Stevens defeats Andy Levin in a two-incumbent race that focused on Israel. Representative Haley Stevens rode millions of dollars in support from the new political arm of the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee to defeat a fellow Democrat incumbent, Andy Levin, maybe Levin, uh, Ms. Stevens and Mr. Levin, were competing for a newly drawn district in suburban Detroit that combined parts of both their seats. That's another issue with APAC funneling money to conservative Democrats. To conservative Democrats. Early returns might give the appearance of a big MAGA victory in Western Michigan where Representative Peter Meyer, one of 10 Republicans who voted to impeach President Donald J. Trump, is trying to fend off a Trump-endorsed challenger, John Gibbs. But only, 70, uh, only 7% of Kent County, home to Grand Rapids in the heart of Meyer's base, has reported he appears to be competitive still. Eric Schmidt defeats Eric Greitens to win Missouri's GOP Senate primary. Polls have closed in Arizona and New York. Nadler and Maloney show rare deference at debate. Their rival did not. Interesting. There was a debate tonight. After decades of working together as House colleagues and ultimately ascending to power committee leadership posts, powerful committee leadership posts, Representative Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney took the stage on Tuesday night as reluctant foes in a three-way Democratic debate. If fireworks were expected, then the debate was something of a washout. The two longtime Democratic Democrats stood and sat side by side, each collegially allowing the other to recite decades of accomplishments and showing an unusual degree of deference. It fell to the third candidate, Siraj Patel, who I'm automatically on the side of, a lawyer who has never held elected office to play the energetic aggressor, criticizing the records of the New York political fixtures and suggesting that voters would be better served by a younger representative and perhaps house term limits too. Like the dude. Patel, who is running on the importance of generational change, was the only candidate to respond in the affirmative uh, should Biden run for re-election. Wow. 
Nadler and Maloney. That's wild. Nadler and Maloney both dodged the question of should Biden run the young upstart Patel. Says Biden should run for re-election. Interesting. I'm glad we read that. Tudor Dixon. I guess, I guess so. But also, like, Manchin probably wants Biden to run, but he doesn't want to say that because of his constituency. Are Nadler and Maloney in districts that they feel are too progressive to show support to Biden? Same way that Manchin feels that he's in a, a state that is too conservative to show support to Biden. Oh, I could I could turn on the election graphics, couldn't I? It's all election now. Tudor Dixon, a conservative commentator, will challenge Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. I just I love the name Tudor Dixon. Tudor Dixon. <laughs> As an old head, a tutor to me is the thing that you use to snort your cocaine, your methamphetamine, your pills. Tutor. Tutor Dixon, a conservative media personality. Oh, God, she's a conservative media personality? Well, that means she's got YouTube videos. And you know what that means. Thank you. After World... Tudor Dixon. You wanna do you wanna see her victory speech? Thank you for all the support you provided to me and the girls and for putting up with a massive amount of estrogen in your life. Tudor does not equal tutor. I agree. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Catherine, who stands behind me. This woman stepped in at one of the most difficult times in her life and selflessly helped me with anything I needed. Daddy would be so impressed with what we've done together. Apparently, the Tories are delaying their vote to choose their new leadership. We really expected him to be here, but he just had to get had to have security security concerns. Over hacking. And I would be nothing without my team. My team is absolutely... She reminds me of somebody, and I don't know who it is. And it's my core group, and it's filled with the most amazing personalities that mesh together in the most beautiful way. And it's not perfect, because perfect can be the enemy of good, and it's really good. So we are. Well, what kind of a name is Tudor Dixon? And the best part about our team is that. It when sounds I, very Southern. It sounds like she comes from like a plantation owner family. They lift me up. And when I'm having a day when I walk out in a stupid outfit, they go, no. <laughs> Let's see what, what else you got. 
Let's go. Let's go back. I don't want an interview. I want some of your content. Your media personality. I want content. Go back to date. I'm gonna go. Can I not, do I not have a numbered thing where I can go like fucking seven pages back to before she was running for governor? Tudor Dixon. Tudor Dixon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I like saying her name. The poor man's Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, that's the end of the results. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is exactly what we want. Tudor Dixon. SN Radio. Why Johnny believes in socialism. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and sign up for your free. Do not, do not go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. This is a young lady by the name of Tudor Dixon, CEO of Lumen Student News. And Tudor, your goal is to reach premillennials before they've been brainwashed by the system. This was four years ago. That your children will live in communism. To paraphrase the words of the late Nikita Khrushchev, who was head of the Soviet Union during Kennedy's time. Anyway, Tudor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Right, so, so you're kind of on a mission here. One of my clients, I have I have a conservative client that I work for, and they do radio hits. And I've, <laughs> I've actually made like their appearance on this motherfucker's show. I've made it into one of their little promotional hits that I do. Mine looks a lot better than this one, right? Because this, this, this sucks ass. Here to really give, I guess, Generation Z the truth about economics, about freedom, about why it's so important and why it just can't Fucking be taken granted and why, while the appeal of socialism, you know, to each according to his ability from, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs sounds very appealing. It just doesn't work. So welcome to the show. Why doesn't it work? Thank you. Yeah, we are on a mission to... We, we've never tried it. Why doesn't it work? About ...the country that they live in that America is exceptional, that capitalism works, and the history behind why this country has, is the way it is, where we came from, how we chose capitalism, and why we are not socialists, and why that doesn't work. We want them to have... Why did we choose capitalism? Please tell me. Um, in all areas, but we do, we have already gone through economic systems and we've talked about socialism and communism and capitalism. It is interesting when we see numbers like this with 58% of millennials saying, oh, let's dump capitalism. They don't know what they're talking about. These are, these are. No, they do know what they're talking about. They have seen none of what you would call the benefits of capitalism. All they have seen is the hurt and heartbreak they've not been able to see a doctor they've not been able they've, they've not been to a dentist in 10 years their wages have been stagnant for 50 fucking years you might be living high on the hog and capitalism might be a great system for you but for the vast majority of people out here they aren't living lives uh, where they feel financially stable they have not lived through times where they've been able to save. 
You're drowning in, in medical debt, in student loan debt, and, and the dream of owning a home, the, the American dream, is just, just far out of our reach. We're the first generation that has a lower life expectancy than the generation before us. We're the first generation to have it worse than the generation that came before us. So no, when you're when you you don't know what you're talking about or you refuse to see because you are so blinded because it's been good to you. You've been able to take advantage of the system. How about yeah, just owning a working car. Cars have gotten so goddamn expensive. So I'm sorry, ma'am, you don't know what you're talking about. And that is the reason why people are saying capitalism is failing. Because the baby boomers just fucking sucked all the money out of the economy. This is a whole generation of people who love their iPhones. They like to go home at night and watch their Netflix. They like to pick their own cars. They're not realizing you're not doing that in a socialist nation. They don't realize that they love capitalism. Yeah, well, they don't realize that everything around them, the entire country... It evolved directly from capitalism and earlier in the uh, country's history. No, it didn't. For some reason, they've been bred to believe that for every problem, there's a government solution. And even if the solution doesn't work, then they'll come up with with another program and another and another. And how's this going to work out for the future? No, you have been paid. You have been paid to say that government programs don't work. Right-wingers are morons. So that so that moneyed interests can privatize everything about our society. I'm so goddamn tired of it. So that was Tudor Dixon. Voting has concluded in Washington State. Washington has a jungle primary system in which all candidates for a given office run on the same ballot, and the top two candidates, regardless of party, advance to the general election. Here are some of the races we're watching. Two of the ten Republicans who voted to impeach former President Donald J. Trump after the January 6th riot are on the ballot in Washington, and both face right-wing as well as Democratic opponents. Representative Jamie Herrera Butcher, uh, Butler Uh, is facing the Trump-endorsed Joe Kent and five others in the 3rd District, while Representative Dan Newhouse has two far-right challengers and one Democratic challenger in the 4th District. And in the 8th District, the crowded field is vying to challenge Representative Kim Schreier, a Democrat whose district is expected to be competitive in the fall. Secretary of State... Steve Hobbs, a Democrat who was appointed Secretary of State last year, is seeking election to complete the last two years of his predecessor's term. He has seven opponents, including at least two who have denied the results of the 2020 election, and a well-funded independent who is pledging to remove partisanship from the uh, administration. The margin of victory for abortion rights uh, in Kansas is stunning in the results we have available. They have overwhelming strength in the moderate Kansas City suburbs, but also had a strong performance in much more conservative parts of the state. Women went into the bo- uh, went into the booth and voted against the men. You see that a lot in uh, in certain elections. It didn't uh, it didn't happen as much in 2020. Who is Dickskin? 
Am I not seeing comments? You guys are having a conversation. There is no dick skin. <laughs> is there? Are you having a conversation with somebody that doesn't exist, or be? What's going on? I'm freaking out. I don't know what's happening. Tudor Dixon. Oh. Oh, I forgot that fast. Dickskin. Oh, Dixon. Dickskin would be better. Dickskin would be better. Carrie Lake. Uh, the Trump endorsed candidate in Arizona is behind right now, behind Karen Taylor Robson with 43% of precincts reporting. So Arizona could reject the Trump backed candidate, the Democratic primary. Katie Hobbs currently leading Marco Lopez and looking to be pretty decisive with 44% of the vote. Uh, 44% of precincts reporting, 74% of the vote going her way. So, open primary for the Senate in Oregon. I assume Patty Murray is going back to the Senate. Murray is expected to advance to the general election against Republican Tiffany Smiley, a motivational speaker, making her first run for public office, a motivational speaker. That means she's got, she's got content. You know what that means. Thank you. After Roe v. Wade was overturned, families in Georgia filing taxes were expecting... Always plays the uh, last video I was watching. Oh, man. She's been been schmoozing with the right wing. Here's her appearance on Fox News five years ago. Warriors getting an invite into the Oval Office for a meeting with President Trump. The focus, how to fix the VA. Her name is Tiffany Smiley. Her army husband, Scotty Smiley, was left blind after a suicide bombing in Iraq in 2005. During his recovery, the couple experienced... Why, why does this footage from five years ago look like it's from the 90s? And then when I watch something from the 90s, it looks like it's from the 70s. Well, what the fuck is up with that shit? Firsthand, the red tape of getting care through the VA. So how did yesterday's meeting go with the president? Tiffany Smiley joins us now with more on this story. Hey, Tiffany, good to see you Hi, again. Hi, Thank you. Good to be here. Great. So tell us, first of all, how did you get the invitation to go to the White House? Yeah, so um, I've been talking with Ike Perlmutter, who's an amazing advocate um, in the Ike Perlmutter. Healthcare field, and he is ready to help President Trump bring quality access to care to our veterans. And he, Mr. Polmutter, was able to pull together some of the top. Uh, but yet, it wasn't until Democrats came into office that we got the burn pit bill passed. And discuss how we can provide access of care and quality care to all of our veterans. So tell us what happened to your husband in 2005. 
Yes, yeah, so in 2005, Scotty was blinded by a suicide car bomb. He woke up in Walter Reed, unable to see the rest of his life. He's never seen his children, and our family has carried that sacrifice. We've had long, hard days. And, and the worst. The system that was supposed to be there to care for us was making our life harder. Must have been nice waking up and he was he was back in the States. Much greater. And I'm here in Washington um, this week to bring awareness to our veterans' issues. Trump campaigned on this, on bringing reform to the VA, and he also and said... And he didn't do it? The, the man will, not, will no longer be forgotten. And as I stood in the Oval Office, I felt like... Yes, I am getting spoiled. Forgotten. It is time to bring real change, that veterans have access to care, quality care. I have a vision of veterans being provided with opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, you watch something from the 90s, and it looks like it came from the 70s. I ain't lying. Uh, let's, uh, 90s, uh, 90s talk show. Girls Gangsta Talk Show. She's only 16 years old. She goes by her gang name. Now, I guess this isn't this isn't really fair because this was recorded off of a TV. But I can't I can't I can't really use this as an example. This is late night with Conan O'Brien. Here you go. Here you go. See, that looks like it's like a 70s sitcom or some shit. Now, he is specifically doing like a, a, a sitcom style sketch. <laughs> Will he be as funny as David Letterman? No, he'll be he'll be funny in his own way. God, he's fucking tall. Seriously, does it not look like he's he like dressed like in the seventies and shit? The nineties look like the seventies. The dream of the nineties is alive in Portland. Fucking Tiffany Smiley. Uh, closer than I would expect, but also just four percent reporting in Washington. We're just starting to get Washington results. Still no results from Arizona. But I think that will do it for me tonight. I do have an animal video for you, of course. We'll wrap up the election races. Come tomorrow. The shocker with the abortion amendment in Kansas. Hell fucking yeah. That reminds me of, you know, when you go to the DMV. This is this is a puppy that only likes one woman. Puppy only likes one woman specifically. True RB. Oh, sweet puppy. Look at that face. Oh my god. Sweet baby. She actually came 
into my life because my sister that smile sorry sorry for the stream cutting out there If you are watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Igloo. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.